Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Hey everybody, this is Kyle V, host of the Ozark Podcast. If you like the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, we have a show for you. We sit down with local outdoorsmen of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma to talk all things hunting, fishing, conservation, history, and culture in the Ozark Mountains region. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts to discuss the pursuits of hunting turkeys, bears, and whitetail, as well as the science behind their conservation. Join me and my co-host Kyle Plunkett every Wednesday and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. I got bad news. This is the last turkey episode of the whole year. So, hate to break everybody's heart, but we got a full house here tonight. Um, I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves. We're going to go around a circle, starting to my left. Kyle Sides. Kyle Sides, the snipe master. The, the legend. Listen, l- l- you know, he's, he's a local living legend. Li- I can't talk local living legend. Drink, drink another. <laughs> the, uh, uh, they call me Tater Salad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's Josh. Yeah, Josh Holly. I'm, uh, Josh Holly. Oh, Josh Holly. We got the, the ginger, uh, ginger turkey slayer in here. Mm-hmm. Well, ginger turkey that's spooker. Just, that's the, tur- the turkey killer now. Turkey spooker now after this morning. Yeah, it was did, terrible. Did. But after that first one, it's easy, though, ain't it? I thought. I really Absolutely. did. Like, I really, it gets a lot easier. I mean, no, you get, no, to you, me, the first one's the hardest. <laughs> no, to me. The first <laughs> turkey is the hardest turkey no, to kill. No, see, my thing is, it's like, it's the confidence builder. It's like when you can replicate it. 
Like, yeah. you can re- replicate. It's, like, it's one thing to kill one bird. Like, I was like, okay, it was kind of cool. When I killed the second one, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then it's like, now I'm trying to get that third one. I'm like, it's like taking everything in my body. Because, mm-hmm. tr- like, I told y'all I screwed up on one that would have been the third. And then today I screwed up on another one that mm-hmm. could have been the one that if I killed every one of them would tagged out. But, you know, it is what it but is. But does it give you, I'm curious, everyone's thoughts. When you call in a turkey, like, let's say you call in a turkey to 40 yards, but you bust him. Are you still a little bit in the back of your head? You're like, hey, I called him up. Like, I did it right. I screwed up the very end. But I I positioned myself correctly. I made the right calls. No, no, no. Yeah, it starts completely over. Yeah, no. It's it's it's, it's back to full blown <laughs> yeah, depression. Yeah, like what? Like re- regretting life. You're re- you know you're rethinking. Hey, everything. I'm just thinking about the next turkey. That I'm like, okay, no. I just I just I I, I, I just sit down and take a breather for a second because I, I was, get mad. I was a little worked up. I got mad because he just got harder to call in. <laughs> the, yeah. That that's yeah. what that that happened to me. Couple of weeks ago, uh, the uh, I called one in. And he did the game perfect, and but it was it was when I was struggling in the beginning of the season and wasn't thinking right. I just was instead of just turkey hunting, I was mm-hmm. trying to kill a turkey, and uh, the and so he came in on a string basically, and um, he dipped below and he was moving so fast he went below this little ridge, and for some reason, I knew then I needed to make my move swing left. I'd go ahead and do that, but I don't know. I was just too nervous, too just freaking. I'm just thinking that he was gonna like come back up down that road, and the. Uh, but looking back, I was like, he moved his head and bobbed his head so fast he was going. He was going that direction. He wasn't just looking over there for a second. Mm-hmm. And he came up 30 yards, and I I spooked him, but I didn't spook him bad enough. Um, and I killed that bird the next day because one thing that I've had work. Have y'all tried this? So, Tyler Walker is like, you just make them more call shy when you do that. Like, if one doesn't bust me, bust me. And, like, you know, you know when one really has you and he's pop, pop, putting and flies off oh, yeah. or whatever, versus one's just kind of like, eh, and like putts once or twice and then just kind of just eases off. off he's side eyeing you as he's walking Yeah. Off. And this one, uh, you know, he trotted a little bit. So, me, the hen, I putted too. I started putting. And uh, and so I got I got a little freaked out. I didn't yelp. I didn't do anything. But I got a little freaked out, and then just gave it about thirty minutes. And the next day I called him. I feel like sometimes that helps because I mean I've killed a couple of birds that way because he started gobbling again when he got one hundred fifty yards. He wouldn't come back to me, mm-hmm. but he started gobbling again. The I don't know. I mean, it's not something I do as a rule of thumb, but uh, yeah, there it, could be something to that. Yeah, I'll say the it works one, for deer. That wasn't going to work for me today because mine turned into a full blown flush quail <laughs> by, by the time I <laughs> Did you shoot at it? No, I did not shoot at it. <laughs> yeah. but like, but I'm he, surprised. But he was well within gun well, range. Well, you're not good at hitting things fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've, 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 I've gotten better, but dude, it was like, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? That sucker sailed off the side of that ridge. I'm like, like 40 mm. yards away. I'm like, are you You're sitting down there? You're like, Back. No, I wasn't doing none of that. I had the gun in the hand because I'm trying to sit down on a tree, and he was this. Oh, dude, it was bad. That hurts. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've had uh, does like that blow at me that I've blown back at, and they've come back to me. But I've I've not done that with putting at a turkey though. Yeah, well, like you know, putting just acting a little startled. Like you haven't done it with a when you shoot at them mm-hmm. uh, after after you shoot one, and then there's other ones around. You get startled too you'll hear them cackle and stuff get excited and so i'll cackle or whatever and they'll be sometimes they're like what the heck happened and then you know 
then one will come run up and start beating up on the one that's over there flopping on the ground. Like, you know, I don't know. That's my theory. I've no, seen that happen. That could work. I mean, because, I mean, especially You've never when, done that after you've shot one? No. Just well, cackled? Well, it's also uh, very few times. I don't know about Andrew, but like, I, well, actually, I lied. This, the when first, you shoot, are you a sprinter? No, the, no. no I'm a sprinter. Andrew, <laughs> and, and, and my, sprint. my butt comes off that tree at 90 miles an hour when I shoot one. I've been trying to break yeah. Kevin of that for so long. And, Andrew, my t- best friend. Yeah, talk about you fall on your face. Didn't you fall on your face? Dude, one time. Right? Okay, yeah, one time. I was hunting <laughs> down where you spooked those turkeys with Jacob. I was hunting over there one time, and uh, this turkey, we'd been working him all morning, and we're up on this ridge top. And he was gobbling down below us, but he wouldn't come up. And we sat on him for like 45 minutes. It had been a long time, and we were about to give up on him. And then these hens on the opposite side of the ridge start yelping at everything, and they're starting to come to us. I'm like, well, maybe they got a gobbler. So we turn and face the hens, which is the wrong thing to do, because as we're cackling back and forth at these hens, I look over out of the corner of my eye, and I see this strutter, full fan coming up, cresting over the hill at 30 yards. He gets behind this big oak tree, and I swing on him, and uh, he turns around and goes to pitch off the side of the hill, and he jumps, and I shoot. And he's, okay, he's like five feet off the ground, like where he just jumped off the side of the hill, steep hill right there. And when I shoot, he just drops, and I'm like, I got him. And so I go running as hard as I can. I mean, as hard as I can. And I get like right between me and him, and I trip, and I mean, I've never eaten dirt so bad, dude. I hit the ground with my face my face was the first thing that touched the earth and i slid like four feet dude my phone's over here my turkey calls are over here my i got three inches of dirt in the barrel of my gun i mean dude i ate it and i get up and run over there and the turkey's gone can't find him and uh i think i ended up killing that turkey because i killed a turkey in that same area a month later that had a bunch of number sevens in his butt and I, so but anyways uh mm. yeah dude back where i fell it was like a dirt angel it's like the all the <laughs> all of the leaves were like pushed up right there but i dude i sprint at him I, oh, yeah. you, how do you do that yeah yeah i typically i run and then i realize oh he's dead and then i slow down and you celebrate. So, uh, I'm, I'm not a sprinter Adam, because I miss to me turkeys. <laughs> I've, I've seen so many times where, like, the turkeys don't know what happened. Like, a lot of times they hear boom and then they just kind of get, like, you know, I mean, turkey's really not the smartest creature in the world. And so uh, I've just seen that. And then you bust up the whole flock and scare everything. Like, I've seen it so many times where you shoot them, they're like, oh, what was that? <laughs> and buddy's flopping over there, and they're just they kind of mosey on off, but they're not like too freaked out. But you go off sprinting at them. I mean, I don't know to each your own. I'm not against it if somebody does it. Dude. But I did it when I took a kid last year. It was his first thing he ever killed in Alabama was an inch and a quarter spurs um, turkey. And so I take him. We had to crawl on these birds through open hardwoods. He was like, there's got to be a way, because we got really close to them. And I was like, there's a way we can kill them, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck. And I was like, we're either going to spook them or we'll kill them. And he said, all right, let's do it. it took us two hours to crawl, like 250 yards, because we're crawling through open hardwoods without a fan. Um, and I don't know exactly where these turkeys are. I have a pretty good idea. And so, anyways... And I'm doing this with a 14-year-old who has no experience hunting. That kid was awesome. He did everything I told him to do. Didn't get mad when I yelled at him a couple of times. I was like, quit being so loud. I'm I'm a mean turkey hunter. I'm a mean turkey guide. And, well, anyways, turkey starts getting a little bit, uh, and I tell him, shoot him. 
shoot them shoot them now you're gonna raise up off your knees smoothly and shoot them and so he gets up and shoots him we stuck up 40 yards to this turkey and i what had happened was he was about 80 yards and he was with his hen so i got behind a tree and i gobbled at him and the coolest thing you've ever seen he came and he ran 40 yards and went and then gobbled and was like bring it on i'm ready for it i'm ready and i said you're gonna have to shoot him now shoot him now so he shot him I shot off like I mean like I was shot out of the gun I, 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 I mean I shot off I had my vest on while I'm going and there's some briars and catch my leg and I go down dude I Jason born that thing I, dude I'm serious it was the most it like the I, I, I'm not the most athletic person in the world but that day I looked like it I go and I did I do perfect barrel roll and calls are flying out of my vest <laughs> and everything. Like, I didn't lose any speed. And I go, because the turkey was flopping really bad. And so, and I go, and it, like, he didn't hit it super good. But, I mean, it was going to die. But he was acting like one that was going to get up and run off. Mm-hmm. Dude, body slammed that. All 145 pounds. And <laughs> it just went boom and body slammed on that turkey. Catch and a, then, but when, I, but when I did that, when I ran up to him, all the other turkeys... We're still hanging around until I ran up. And once I got close and they realized that there was an idiot running at them, then they got up and flew oh. off. Dude, listen, so I did can't... that. I did that two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago when I shot that turkey I killed this year on my club. It was on a really steep slope. I mean, like really steep. And it was a, a gobbler and four hens and they worked out in front of me. He was right in the middle of them. And I shot him and it was so steep that he basically fell off the side of the hill and fell way down to the bottom. Well, as soon as I pulled the trigger and I see him, I just saw wings. And so I'm like, oh my God, is he flying away? And I go tearing down that hill. I mean, just flying down the side of this hill. The hens don't know what happened. And the next thing I know, I'm like right in the middle of his hens. They're all like, oh my God. You know, they're all standing there freaked out. And so then they all pitch off. But I ran right down through the middle of those hens. Like they had no idea what happened until I ran down through the middle of it. And I mean, like. I do get up and, I mean, I'll get up and run, like, sometimes if I don't know, if I can't see them or whatever, you know, because they will flop around, but, you know, Dude, I don't know. I, th- it, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I've been hunting with my, uh, my Bedelli, or not Bedelli, sorry, uh, Weatherby Orion over and under 20 inches this year, and both birds I've killed, I've shot this year stoned them dead. So, like, one was 25 I've yards, like, hunted. literally, he hit the ground, never flopped, the other one was at 48 yards. Hit the ground, flopped twice, and was done. Went, came up to him, just stepped on his head just to make sure he's done. But I was like, very impressed because, like, again, I would I'm never thinking, I'm hunt thinking with a twelve gauge ever yeah. again for turkeys. Mm-hmm. You put TSS number nines in that, it is just as deadly as as, and it's not. It doesn't hurt when you shoot any anymore. A lot lighter gun too. A lot lighter. I mean. That M2 is like six pounds or yeah. something. Man, I, I love that. My brother's thing. got a uh, – I was hunting Arkansas with last week. He's got a uh, – a Remington 870 12-gauge with like a 28-inch barrel. Mm. And like I've been carrying 20-gauges for the last four or five years. And I grabbed that gun, dude, and I'm like, you have fun carrying this sucker oh, yeah. through the woods, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny. Like when you go to like a lighter gun, it's like you don't realize it until you pick up like a just a normal 12 gauge shotgun you're like holy crap my man next year i'm going to a 28 i want that benelli 28 gauge so bad so i sided in i got a one of uh, a 410 at a turkey banquet and i got it set up for my wife red dot on it and i've been pretty impressed at 30 yards 40 yards it gets spread a little bit 
but my buddy had a 28 gauge patterned it man it's awesome like out out 40 yards dead turkey every single time uh, like and that gun weighs five pounds mm-hmm. i want one bad yeah i've got a, a buddy of ours who uh he's a 410 Kyle, like, why are you being so shy hmm? <laughs> i ain't being shy <laughs> well, well, being well, long day well because he he's the guy that uses a uh what a browning a5 browning. with a, with a rusted in modified choke hey now and, and slaying <laughs> some turkeys <laughs> my secret my secret is it really a modified choke I don't know. You can't get it out of the gun. <laughs> that is the mo- if y'all knew Kyle. If y'all knew Kyle. <laughs> if y'all knew Kyle. Yeah, I mean it sounds bad. I I, I got this gun what six years ago. This doesn't sound. This is just who y'all shooting are, a modified. Like, that wouldn't work for me. And now that I know it's a modified, I'm scared to change. Like I cannot change anything. Hey, if it works, I had, man. I mean, knock on wood. You know, I have not. I don't know how to say it without screwing myself but um i've killed every turkey i've seen with that gun so mm-hmm. every right. every turkey so, i've gotten in range so uh, so has it been a modified as long as you've been yeah. hunting with uh, it four, like four. your whole life i've only had it six years oh yeah. that's the one you were snipe hunting with this year oh yeah Okay. That's yeah. a nice so, gun, man. I mean, I killed a bird. It's rusted in. How'd you it's let it get rusted, rusted in? in? It's not rusted in. I just can't get it out. Oh, it's rusted in. Hey, someone JB willed that sucker in, dude. Something like that, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just scared to, scared to change. I know I like that's that. probably not the best thing to do. But I would use that. I mean, that, I killed a bird at, uh, what was it, 55? Hey. Completely dead. So, I mean, I I don't know. See, I would. I, I don't like changing I anything. I don't have that look. Yeah, I don't have that look. Mm. Let me get y'all's thoughts on this. Well, I was gonna say I got a buddy with four ten, well, single shot four ten St- uh, Stevens. He shot a bird. He missed range. He thought it was at like forty, and he's the pattern's gonna have to like forty five yards. The pattern's pretty good. And he shot one. I won't say what distance, but he shot it quite a bit past forty five yards and just stoned it dead. Um, well, how far was it? Now I'm curious. Far. <laughs> Like <laughs> okay, this must have been egregious. Like I mean, like sixty, seventy yards, eighty. Mm. You no. didn't. You didn't say his name. Yeah, so seventy. Seventy yards. Seventy. Yeah. He walked it off, and he's like, "That was way further mm. than I thought it was." Yeah. Uh, and again, not saying do it. That was not four ten. Yeah, not saying listeners to do it. it he, he's not trying to do it, but he's like, "That gun shoots really good to forty five yards," but he just misranged the whole situation. Uh-huh. Hunting more open area, and there was like a roll yeah. on the hill. And yeah, shot. He got he had a lucky pellet. So what are you yeah, asking sure. us our mm. thoughts? Are, are you no, trying no, to no. go down the soapbox of the long shots with TSS? No, nowadays? no, 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 no. Uh, so so this because <laughs> I'm ready for that conversation. <laughs> no, so like as like so this is like kind of a season recap. So after like hunting this season, I, I I finally went to a red dot this year, and truly enjoyed it. So I've had issues in the past with different shotguns. Something about like a bead, and like some beads are better than others. Like an actual like brass bead, something small. Like you can really like you can see the turkey like behind mm-hmm. that bead. One of my shotguns I had for a while, and I still have, I just didn't use it this year, is a uh, a Stoger 3020 or 3200, whatever. It's a semi-automatic 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of those Stogers have a big fiber optic bead on it. And it, it if a turkey's past like 25, 30 yards, it covers up majority of the turkey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have had terrible issues just like not being able to like pick a spot, even like patterning a gun. It feels so weird because it's you covering get targeted. up. Panic. I have absolutely, and it's like you start raising off the gun when you go to shoot, and now you're looking above the barrel, like you get the bead on, but you're now looking at rib and instead of like just seeing just the bead. You're looking down on the barrel mm-hmm. and shooting high over the top of the turkeys. And uh, this year went to a red dot, and like having that sight picture where I can see 
like I'm aiming at the walls, aiming at the neck, mm-hmm. but I can see the whole turkey. I can see everything around him. To me, like from personally, after like using it for a season and killing a couple birds with it, maybe hopefully maybe another one or so before season closes, um, it it has tremendously helped as like picking a spot and focusing on that the actual like the trigger pull and executing the shot. And that's dude, it's been huge. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, y'all both of y'all don't use red dots. Do you? No, I, I can't do it. I don't no. use a red dot because I get attached to guns. Mm-hmm. Like I like to use a gun for everything, mm-hmm. and so you know, put a red dot on it. And you know, I know people have the speed beads and stuff like that, but I will say. Um, I noticed a couple of years ago that I had a bad habit with a shotgun of what I was doing on patterning wise, um, where like, so I would not where I would lift my head up, but I was putting the bead instead of, all right, like that water bottle right there, mm-hmm. instead of covering the water bottle with the bead, putting it under the water bottle so I could see what I was shooting at. So I was shooting low. I, was, I could get a little bit bad about that. But, yeah, I like smaller beads. Like, mm-hmm. I like a factory bead. I don't like the big. Yeah. I, I don't like the, you know, the big thing. But I, I've never had the problem. But, I mean, I shoot, I mean, I shoot 500 shells. A, I mean, I'm shooting yeah. a shotgun and, and uh, with a factory bead all the I mean, with mm-hmm. duck hunting and then with quail hunting and all that stuff, I'm just used to it. Yeah. And so, yeah. like the, it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much. But I mean, that's because I use my 20 gauge for dove and duck, and so I don't want to put a put a mount in it. And I just I just don't trust one on the ribs. I do trust one on the rib mount, like I've got for the 410 because it's an over and under because mm-hmm. it's not the recoil. But I don't trust that it won't be knocked off a little bit if I you know shoot a bunch out of a 20 gauge yeah um or a 12 you know the i've seen those get knocked off site or whatever the ones that aren't screwed in yeah i've seen that happen yeah i've got one of those meadow creek um mounts that mounts on the rib and i haven't had any issues with it this year um but it's like uh but yeah i get what you're saying like my thing is like i wing shot wing shooting i feel good because the same gun i'm I'm using for turkey is what i use for upland hunting and, and hunting a bunch with this fall but it's like something about like that that it's so funny, like stationary shot. I probably could shoot it good because it's got a factory beat on it. And I, yeah. I never try to shoot I think what it is, pattern. Andrew said that your problem has always been you, you have a couple part once the turkey gets close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, get yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you don't get excited, maybe you shouldn't turkey hunt. Let's yeah. just put yeah. that yeah. out there. I shake yeah. afterwards. I shake afterwards. Shoot. No, no. That sucker's coming in. I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Like, let's. But, but see, let me let me tell you this. <laughs> the two birds I've killed so far this year, they both came in, they all came in silent. Both of those mm. birds came in silent. And then, like, the other, there was three. That first, that first yep. turkey I killed, there was three total gobblers came in. Came in silent. So there, there was no really, like, work up to it. They just, like, you hear footsteps or you're scratching all of a sudden they're there it's it's not like he's coming goblins brand like it was in arkansas and you know he's where coming. he's gobbling at 75 yards and like freaking you know when he goes to um drum like he you literally feel it in your chest mm-hmm. that was different and listen let me tell you something funny about that so my brother went we went to arkansas had that whole situation like a bunch of birds around us had two 75 yards from us gobbling their brains out and, and drumming we couldn't see him and i'm filming and all of a sudden he goes like the turkey, he's getting closer and he gobbles. And my brother, he's never killed a turkey before. He's sitting next to me, and the words that come out of the mouth it is so funny. And I and just it's now I kind he had his gun on his knee, 
and it gobbles in her face, and he's like, oh, God. And, dude, that barrel <laughs> is moving two inches up and down, dude, and left and right. I mean, that, I'm like, if that turkey comes out, he is not going to touch it at 35 yards. He's not going to touch it, dude. And, and oh uh, let's just say they never they never popped up. So, you know, there, there was no worries there about wounding a bird. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was so funny, dude. He got so tore up with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, it's it, it really is. But that definitely helped me out. I, I thought, mean, I think the it's like to each their own. Like, I mean, I think the the red dot can. I mean, somebody's used to shooting like that. You know, I shoot a shotgun more than I shoot a rifle, so mm-hmm. I'm more used to looking down the barrel of a shotgun. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's you know the I don't know what about you, Kyle? I yeah, I'm the same. Just kind of the same thing. I'm. Scared to change. <laughs> I don't want to change anything up. Y'all I've never had no, a red dot. You have no idea how weird this guy is nope. about changing. I've grown up with this Cannot guy. He is so it. weird about yeah. it. Hey, something works. Oh, now. he is so superstitious. <laughs> I mean, I had one year. I got. I missed. No lie, probably eight birds in one season. No lie. Mm. It's crazy, so crazy, like, crazy. So, so mm. like me in Oklahoma, uh-huh. 2019. I said. Uh, <laughs> after that, I mean, I figured some stuff out. Shot with the same gun. Shoot everything with the same gun. Apparently everything with the same choke, and I'm on. I mean, I've I've gotten really comfortable with it, and I don't change. I even had a buddy, you know, want he wanted me to shoot his gun the other day. I said, absolutely not. That ain't happening. That ain't changing a thing. So it's just yeah, I'm scared to change. By the way, how are y'all uh, liking the fox vest? I love it, love it big time. I did um, <laughs> I did break the strap already. Did you really? I did. No. I did. The shoulder strap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I did. So I was coming around a tree, working a bird, and I'm coming around, and when I spin around that tree, it just, the strap just falls off. I was, boy, I was mad. Anyways, the it's got screws. I think they call them Chicago screws, something like that. But it's got screws that connect the mm-hmm. vest to the strap. And apparently you're supposed to uh, Loctite those things. You're supposed to screw them in, make sure they're, you know, not loose, and Loctite them. That's what, uh, that's what the guy, I guess, what is it? Uh, Moonshine Leatherworks. I didn't get that memo. Mm-hmm. With That's my what best. he told me. He's like, man, we've kind of been hearing a little bit of this, but other than that, man, just like anything else, once I got used to it, man, I shoot, I absolutely love it. Other than the days, I mean, I've I've hunted in more rain this year yeah. than anything. Yeah. So there was a couple of times I did not did not use my vest, and I was, you know, pure just. That's the lightest I've actually ever been. <laughs> First time I actually had one of those call pouches too. Oh yeah, so dude, I, he carries yeah. so much stuff in his vest. Oh, I do. I mean, it's <laughs> he's just, got so much. Hey, it's a workout call, routine. How, now. how many calls do you carry? Yeah, mm, I mean, it's not extreme. Two pot calls, two locator calls that I've never used. What the world? <laughs> That's <a> tea kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We heard some disturbing stories about Andrew's childhood <laughs> earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah, no, we all were looking like, what is that? <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm. Uh, mm. Um, no, so you carry two pot calls? Yeah, but... two pot calls. I think I got a, um, yeah, what is it? I got a crow egg. call. I've never never used a crow call. And then I used to have a hawk call. Daddy took that back from me. Um, yeah, that thing is, we'll talk about that another day. That thing's amazing. But um, box call, two pot calls. 15 mouth calls. I use one. I've used the same one all year. Hey, dude, that I have is, not that changed a call one one time. Not one time. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't like change. But, anyways, now some of those, even those, I, I love the KB Hen Houndstooth mm-hmm. is by far my favorite. When I found something I like, the sound I like, 
Donald Trench. That's that. <laughs> so that's that bat wing, ain't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, I yep. cannot blow a bat wing. Uh, I straight grass. It's the only one I can. Yeah, it's it's nothing one. but rasp. Yeah. It sounds like a dog barking. When I do it, I'm a ghost cat. Yeah, I'm and a ghost cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny because it's like the opposite. Because I'm a I'm a bat wing guy. Like that KB mm-hmm. hen. Yes, yeah, the that's call. All I can that run. is the call, man. Yeah. But like guys who can't run a, like a bat wing, they're running a ghost cut. Mm-hmm. Too, I guess yeah. your air just goes well, right it, down the it's middle. The, it's the too. middle airflow. I can run yeah. a V cut really well, well and then I can't you, run a V cut. But you can't make the sounds with a V cut that you can you can't make all the turkey sounds a V cut mm. is good no, for because you Dang, can't get any high it. pitch it's impossible no. to get high pitch out of a V cut yeah, that's the cool thing about the ghost like because I've gone from the ghost to like that bat wing with the KB hen and it's like that ghost it's like it's so like for me and again super novice but running mouth call it's like instantly you can hit those like super soft clucks and like working on wines but like you can get like super like I don't, it's, a, it's a lighter tone compared like if I use a KB hen it's it's straight yeah. rasp but mm-hmm. with them they can because I mean I've heard them he can do the wines and do all that stuff yeah, it's all about your air, it off it's all about your airflow see, yeah. see I'm trying to like do my tongue I was messing with it today when I get back to the truck and I feel like it's coming out the right side of my mouth but it's not clearly because on that KB hen it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so when I was first <laughs> figuring out mouth calls I could only do everything on a ghost cut and then like eventually I learned how to control that airflow and now I'm a bat wing right. guy the, like, I, I've I've messed with with mouth calls like you wouldn't like way too much like I mean I'm doing them in June and July messing with them and the mine is just a center airflow and that that just does best for me I mean that's what what people um, like about calls the best thing I ever did was in college so I went to. Uh, it was hooks calls that used to be all the mouth mm-hmm. calls that I ran because mm-hmm. I liked them. They had smaller tape, and so it was a smaller frame, and so it didn't. Uh, I like that now. I like more tape, but so theirs were like six, seven bucks a piece versus being like twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was a broke college kid, mm-hmm. so I bought every single mouth call they made and ran them all until I found the one that I could run the best. And at the time, it was a V cut. But then on a ghost cut, like the past two years, the first years, you know, all I believed you really needed to do, and I still believe it's really most of what you need to do, is if you can yelp and cut and do a little cluck, you're all right. You're going to be fine. But I've started focusing on some of the small stuff to add some realism or whatever. And so with the ghost cut, you can make more of those sounds. And, you know, where I thought it would be a little bit squeakier, it was just tongue pressure. And so just I messed with it even more the past mm. two years. The uh, But, like, him, he can do that on a bat wing. I cannot, I cannot get a high pitch, Kiki. I can get a high pitch. I can do one if I really, really try, mm-hmm. moving my tongue to the right. Mm-hmm. But then I can't translate it into a yelp. The yelp is just straight rasp. Mm-hmm. So it's all about what fits you. If you know what what he may say is best call ever, and you get it, and it yeah. sounds like crap. You're not a bad caller. It's just a bad call for you. Well, it's like mm-hmm. boots. It's like what boot might fit my foot might not fit your foot. Yep. And what call you might run might not fit me and my airway or right. airflow and everything else. Yep. But no, that that is something super interesting. That's something I want to try to fine tune more after this season. Yep. And really try to get a better idea of like not only just practicing but what fits me the best going into next season. Yep. Um and kind of like fine tuning all that. And and also one thing I, as a goal for like 2024 season is to get even more confident calling. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I went to this season, dude, and it was like, I'm just going to mess around with it. Like 
Oh, Kyle got to see my old straw call in action. Dude, straw. Dude, I love that song. Oh, let me go grab it real quick. Hold on. I'll go grab one real quick. What's a straw call? A, ha- do you want to go grab a straw for I you? am carrying that in my vest now, I'll, too. I'll be right back. All right. All right. Listen. All right. Is this a redneck trumpet? Yes. Pretty much. It's 100%. All right. While he's doing that, I want to ask. I want to go back to the Fox Fest real quick because I'm curious about this. Um, I, the, wore mine, I wore mine opening day and then mm-hmm. took it off. You're, you don't want to mess it up? No, uh, it was it was too heavy and hot for me. Really? Um, the, for me. And, uh, you know, and I hated that. Like, I was so mad about it um, because of the fact that – but I, I really think thing is, so I'm not a very big guy. I mean, I'm 5'9", 145. Mm-hmm. And so that vest, it's got big panels on the side, and I'm, I'm the opposite of Kyle. I am a, like, extreme minimalist. Um, on turkey hunting i mean i'm the most i kill my turkeys with my feet and so like i don't want a big cumbersome uh, yeah and so like i I don't even like my vest anymore um that is a you know it's a old cabela's tactical tater or whatever Mm -hmm. but um like i just it, it just it didn't it didn't just it didn't fit That'd me float. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just it it covered up so much of my body that I was getting I was getting pretty hot and I was like you know the uh, now I'm still I'm I'm determined I am going to kill a turkey um and it, like that's yeah. that's my goal but um the uh, it just didn't it didn't work for me as a full time vest I mean I got it more for the reason for the for the heritage and that, stuff that's what I was going to ask about was it was it more of a functionality or or like a nostalgic thing because like I, for a while there. I, I was trying really hard to get a, a Dixon vest, a Bob Dixon vest. Yeah. Uh, because, one, I like the Mossy Oak heritage stuff. Yes. Like, I got some Mossy Oak from the 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. that was my dad's that I will never get rid of. I'll yeah. probably shadow box it, you know, because yeah. it's just cool. You know, it's heritage. Yeah. And as Southerners, I think we all identify with that kind of thing. But, uh, I wanted a Dixon vest because it had those freaking rubber, uh, yeah. like shoulder strap. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is awesome. And I was trying so hard to get one. I was like, I'm about to pay an arm and a leg for this Joker. And then old Tom came out with that gunslinger vest, which is a Dixon vest, but basically, it's, but it's old Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just bought that. But Kyle, what about you? What was your kind of attraction to it? I mean, the same. I mean, definitely the heritage. Definitely, you know, more of an heirloom deal. I, I just want something. Hey, when when my kids grow up, they find them find a box of my hunting stuff i mean that vest's gonna be there yeah you know i want something that's gonna last a a long long time and i may have five different straps have been on that thing i don't know i'm probably gonna have all <laughs> I have kind. i've already got i got blood on it got mud on it and i got a got one little tear in the seat not the seat but the uh you cut the this little dude's, mesh you cut this dude's arm that that blood's gonna come out bottom land. <laughs> the, uh, he, the, this is is the only guy I've met is more mossy oak man than me, and uh, the like and he gets attached to everything. Oh, yeah. the, uh, I mean, entire, I, I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it, turkey turkey season. Yeah, that's not... what they did. That that's what they did that for. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what it was for me. So for me, it was it was really kind of just a uh like a. I owe I owe turkey hunting everything, um, because my whole career, meeting y'all, like it all started from turkey hunting, with when I was I got hardcore turkey hunting when I was about nineteen years old. I'd killed a couple when I was younger, but then I really wanted to get into it more. I was sick of deer hunting. Um, we didn't have a lease in duck hunting anymore, and so I saved up my money and 
uh, got a turkey lease and I just started going. And this was right before turkey hunting got really mainstream. Um, I think probably my fourth, fifth year was when turkey hunting started getting really popular like it is now. Yeah. And, um, well, I, I went, I went 31 times that year and did not kill a bird. Well, oh, I went man. to church with, uh, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, and I saw him at Jacob Walker. And Jacob saw me struggling and Jacob invited me and I went with him and, um jacob walker's a guy that works for me at mossy oak properties and so that was how i met the walker family and so then lo and behold you know uh, about a year later everything happened with my dad and the walkers were like my family uh, like that that's the closest thing i got to family is the walkers and then like so turkey hunting that was how i met the walkers then that was how i got with mossy oak properties and all that so turkey hunting has literally opened up just a wide-eyed kid falling around jacob walker around every all the woods in bullet county asking a bunch of questions and spoken all the daggum turkeys has led me to a successful career and something i enjoy to do and so like and then what mossy oak has meant to me you know the like so uh, I come from the end of uh, work for Mossy Oak Properties. Mm-hmm. Man, a company that's that big, uh, the CEO has called me when I had been doing it for seven months and I was doing pretty good for a new agent. Called me and was like, hey, man. I was like, this dude knows my name. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the hazes. And it, it, it's just really incredible, the testament and, and the struggles you know, when I bought my first property, you know, that that's my goal is first turkey I kill on the first piece of property that I bought is going to be with my one Mr. Fox shell wearing the Mr. Fox vest. That's what I, that, that's what I want to do because, you know, really they, that family, that culture they have, you know, it it's not a marketing scheme. I mean, it, it's who they are. And mm-hmm. so I've really got to see that firsthand. And my dad, we were, were allowed to wear nothing but mossy oak. I've got the most incredible vintage collection. Problem is all double extra large. So <laughs> the, and so like all that for me, like I wouldn't be wearing them today if it wasn't for just mossy oak. And, you know, the first thing Jacob Walker ever said to me, I was wearing a little, you know those vests they sell at Walmart, those little quarter zips that say Mossy Oak on them? Uh-huh. First time I ever met Jacob, he goes, well, at least you're wearing the right camo. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and now I work for Mossy Oak Properties. And uh, so, like, it, it's a it's a heritage thing, and Mossy Oak has always been big about uh, big about that. And if you ever get the chance to have a conversation with Toxies, like, man, there's not a man in the world that is more passionate about the sp- the spiritual emotional aspect about all that stuff i mean it just like i'm like has that guy ever had a bad day um i mean just so it's just it's really incredible what they've done there but you know for me it's it, like you said it's it's the heritage thing but it's just the the whole mossy oak thing i wouldn't i wouldn't be who i am today if it wasn't for chasing chasing the stupid bird yeah man. um the uh but yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool thing that they did with the fox vest. So yeah, the uh, um, the I, I hope one day I'll be lucky enough to get to hunt with the original number one vest, the traveling fox vest. Have y'all seen that? 
No, I haven't seen where they're traveling. So, the num- the, so that's what they're doing with the number one vest. Yeah, with the number one vest, they've been doing that since last year. Okay. So, like, Dave Owens hunted mm-hmm. with it. One of my buddies got a hunt with it the other day. I was so mad. I was like, oh. can I come over there and steal it? Uh, <laughs> so, like, they all sign it after they kill turkey out of it, and they have a little journals in there, and they all write a story about the hunt. God, that's, um, that's all that awesome. Stuff. That's, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. I'll probably never get that opportunity. Uh, but uh, the, I mean... They they did some pretty cool stuff. Oh, and I, by the way, I got to publicly give a shout out to Jacob Myers here <laughs> about getting that vest. So I wanted to get that vest, and you know I'm by no means anyway I up at Mossy Oak at all. But I tried to pull what strings I could, <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, guys, they were like, man, the response that we're getting about this thing, I don't, we can't do it. But like, I can't. I was like, dang it, and so. I couldn't go up to Nashville. Kyle was going up there. I was like, Jacob, can you please get please get me a vest? And I was like, you're going to have to get there pretty early. I'm hearing it. And he was like, okay, well, I did not know that this dude got up. He noticed that people were getting in line that night. He got up and stood in line since 3 o'clock in the morning to get me a turkey vest i was like i was like jacob i feel so horrible and he was like oh no dude it's fine you're the nicest guy ever i, I would have sat there two hours and been like dude i don't i don't like you that much yeah we were we were leaving birmingham and i what time did i call you he was, was already like, in line it was 4 30 or something 4, we were 4 15 4 30 we he, like, he, he literally said i don't know man we, I mean, we were contemplating turning around. I mean, really? I, oh yeah. Because you when were, he said that, he was like, well, "How many did you say were?" There was at four thirty. I think there was like forty people in line. Yeah. Yeah. And we were 29th. and some dude brought some Blantons. Oh, dude, we were, we, yeah, we were, we were like four or five swigs of Blantons <laughs> by the time you know Kyle called me. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, I mean, we almost turned around. I mean. Mm. Did you get yours that first morning? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I cheated. One, uh, I one. felt like I cheated because I was in my bed all warm and cozy, and Kyle's like, I was not. "Dude, I gotta go to work now." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, I was like, hey, it's not about it's it's about who you know, not what you know." That's yeah, right. I, I, what one twenty one? I think I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. weren't that. You weren't that. No, far not back. that bad. It was kind the, of a. The, in between Lowell, like right there, there was a guy that got in line. So Pete Muller, the marketing director for NWTF, he so he jumped in line and was able to get one. He was like around like one ninety or something, and he got in line like right at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and um, and he even he was a little worried that like he was behind that two hundred cutoff because they were only doing two hundred each each day for those two days, and there was a dude that got in line behind him thinking it was the line to get into the show and he got one of the cards wow. and he didn't want the vest he's like oh i don't i don't care about the vest i just want to get the show <laughs> so the guy gave pete the card and that somehow they selected another person to give him give him the card um but i was like it was crazy that like even because they, what they did was moss Oak sent out a a link or like an email at like 10 o'clock at night because originally everybody thought like you were going to show up and I forgot what, well, I don't know why we were like, we're just going to get there like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Like, cause it doesn't yeah. open to like, like 10 or something. Okay? I was coming at nine. Yeah. You had persuaded me. Yeah. Just come at nine. Like, well, that's what I thought. Cause I was like, <laughs> the show doesn't open to like 10 or 11. And I'm like, there's not going to be that many people in line. Well, then it's in the email. Like, hey, at 8 a.m. They're handing out cards for like what number you are, not necessarily for what number of vests, but what number in line you are in order to get a vest when you come back at 11 when the show yeah. ends. And we're like, holy crap. And I was staying with our buddy, uh, 
Devin Duncan, he was staying in the hotel room with me. And uh, we went to sleep. And another guy that we know that, that is really good friends with Devin um, texted us at like, or he may call Devin at like 3 a.m. He's like, dude, there's already 20 people in line right now. He was like, y'all might want to get down here. And Devin's like, dude, we got to go right now. And I'm like, cool. We got dressed and ran down there. We were there by like, I don't know, it was like four, it was like 3.30 or something like that. Weren't people trying to buy my ticket off of you? Not, <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> so there was guys walking around with like a roll of cash that was going to, like they, he was literally, they were walking like, so after we got our tickets and the show opened and we were like getting in line at the Mossy booth in order to get the, in, in order to get the vest. There was dude. There was like three guys walking around with a roll of cash, saying, "I will give you five hundred dollars just for your ticket, not for your vest, the ticket." And then they're going to buy a four hundred fifty dollar vest, five hundred something dollar vest after tax. And um, and one of the guys in behind me, he sold his. I think he, I think he got like almost seven hundred dollars just for the ticket, mm. not oh the vest. Oh my god! So, like, so like the guys paid like seven hundred bucks plus bought a five hundred dollar vest. I'm like, holy crap! After dude. I posted that mm. picture that I got mine, somebody else, uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, sent me a message on Facebook, said, "Hey man, I'll give you a uh, fifteen hundred for it." I was like, Dang. "Not for sale, dude." P- people started selling them on eBay. The first guy that posted on eBay sold his for like forty six hundred dollars because he was oh. just the first one, and it wasn't even that low. Like you had a you, Josh, you got a lower number number than his. His was like four hundred and something. Yours is like two forty four or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. 244 or 243. Something like that. And it's like, wow. and uh, this dude sold his vest for because he was the first one to sell it. It was like the day of the show and sold for like $4,600, $4,800. Then everybody was like, so a couple more people posted and was selling for like $2,500. And now guys are trying to sell them and like they can't get $400 mm-hmm. for even like the numbered vest because it's like the market's so flooded right now. Right? Yeah. You need to wait five, 10 years. Yeah. That crap made me so mad. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That, that, that made me mad because like, I mean, it really was an expensive vest. Mm-hmm. They didn't make a lot of money on those things. They were very expensive. I don't know if anybody listening. They're like leather lined and everything. Those things mm-hmm. are, they're bomb proof. Yeah. Except for Kyle, but Kyle could break it. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Kyle could break an <laughs> anvil with a rubber hammer. All right. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, but, but people buying those just to try to make quick money off of them or whatever like the uh um <laughs> i got in trouble at a wtf banquet because a guy told me he was going to go to mississippi to do that and i was like dude i'll snitch i was like i was like you better not i was like i'm serious he was like oh, i'm gonna make a quick 1500 dollars off of it and i was like dude are you kidding me mm-hmm. the but i mean it's capitalist world how can i say that as a sleazy real estate agent <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, um. But so we're gonna talk about the sniper. What, Kyle? You're being boring. Wake up. Thirteen <laughs> hours of driving. Today. I'll give you a rebel. <laughs> rebel well, gives you We I'll, got we got the straw call here. We're gonna get a demonstration. I, have okay. you done this on the podcast yet? Mm-mm. I've never talked about it because I was keeping it secret. So the second turn I killed. You was didn't with talk the straw. about this on the podcast. <laughs> no, I haven't talked about it yet. Are you, you serious? Do the most no. off the wall crap. So I wish y'all could see me look, trying to do this thing. Dude, so, this is so, the so, so, you're a dog. You're, you're like bleeding. my dad. So, like you're so, Doctor Gadget about what, what gear, you're about and to you're hear turkey it. hunting with a straw. What you're about to hear is the stupidest thing you've ever heard. So 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 I so I want us to get a partnership with Jack with Jax and the marketing scheme is you get a free turkey call with every combo okay <laughs> you get a straw okay so that that second turkey i killed so uh, so originally when i killed my first turkey i was like uh our buddy wayne lackey 
He's like, man, I'll make you a, a wing bone call. And um, he's like, save your wing, save your, save the wing bones. And he's like, I'll make it, or you can make them, or or I'll make you one because I've got a bunch of extra bones. I'm like, okay, cool. And he let me run. He had a bunch of them in his house, and he let me run it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of easy. Like it wasn't that hard for me to run one. Uh, just sound okay, not great, just okay to make a yelp. And uh, he started telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, a lot of old timers would make them out of cane, make cane calls, where they get mm-hmm. like a cane, like couple, like two or three pieces of cane, different sizes, and they'd glue them together. The same concept. And I, I made I made a cane call. It sounded okay, not great. And then I was like, man, I'm like, I was sitting in my truck, just got done, just got, left jacks, <laughs> and I'm like, a straw's got to work. I mean, like, why not, dude? <laughs> and I tried it, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second. So I started practicing with it. And I'm like, dude, this is actually like pretty decent. And the day did I kill that second bird before you and me went to hunt, uh, or was yeah, it after? Yeah, no, so, you did. You did kill him. Yeah, beforehand. Okay. So the day I went to get, uh, I killed my second turkey. So the first turkey I killed on public land. The second one was on Buddy's private land. So that that second bird, we had hunted all morning, and like there was a bunch of birds, but they just they were all hinned up. They weren't coming in. I was going to go back to this little food plot that's in kind of the middle of the property where, like, it's centrally located. Like, all the roost sites are around this field, and the turkeys kind of filter through every now and then. So I was going to sit there and try to call a bird in midday. And walking into the spot, I, I forgot the straws. So, like, I had them in the truck. I forgot them. He forgot the secret weapon. Mm. On the way in, there was a McDonald's straw in the paper wrapping from the oh construction site that was sitting. Oh, I didn't know this. It, it was sitting in the road that we were walking down. Did you have all your calls with you? Huh? You had all your other calls with you? Yeah, I did. Are you that bad on a mouth call? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. No. <laughs> so, so, so the thing about the wing bone and like the people talk about or a trumpet call or anything like that is it sounds is a very different sounding. Listen to how yell. serious he is right now. Hold on. Oh, really? Well, it's like a lot. Of old time. It sounds different, and a lot of guys that hunt public land talk about it like using a trumpet call just because it sounds yeah. different from like your mouth call. Like, I, it really yeah, does. I, yeah, I tried one this year. So, anyways, I saw the I saw the straw. I'm like, I'm gonna take that with me and just put my vest. Put my vest. Walk over there. Get set up. I'm like, I'm gonna run that straw real quick. Open the wrapper. It was, still, it was not in the wrapper. Still, it was still in the paper. Took it out. No way. No, he it just wasn't. found a straw in the gutter. Okay, I'm, te- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It'd been sitting there for a while. It was still a paper on it. You were that <laughs> weird you, kid. <laughs> you were you were that kid who like found a needle on the playground and picked it up. <laughs> exactly. Hey, mommy. Middle of nowhere. Let's play doctor. <laughs> it's an artifact. Or what I is mean, wrong with you? After all the crap I found out. So publicly. I'm, 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 re- I'm recycling, so I walk Gingers. out. So I walk Gingers. out. So I walk out, get set up, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open that call. I'm gonna open. You're so serious. Call. I'm gonna open that straw. <laughs> I want, I want everyone to understand that Jacob was walking in to go turkey hunt, and he saw that straw. He's like, that's it. <laughs> like, listen. So I, I said, there's a random, a random person straw in the middle of yeah, nowhere. These are places where. Dude, let me go oh, suck on yeah, that. Dude, where you, you know that it was. Yeah. It was still in the. Paper no wrapping. Way. It was. It was I guarantee it hey. was in the paper wrapping. Do you have, a, what do you have a girlfriend? Stuff no. Has no. Been none of that straw. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> any potential girlfriends do not let them listen to this pa- this podcast because. Right. Where's that mouth been? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So listen. It was. So I go. I go set up. I ain't talked about this hunt really. So I, I, I go. I, I go set up, and I'm like, I'm gonna run that. I'm gonna run this straw. So I open the wrapper. And I, I, I do a Yelp sequence. Do a couple of Yelp, Yelp sequence. Put the straw down. Lighter swish or sweet, because I'm just sitting there. 
Okay. <laughs> Ten minutes. Hold on. Hand in hand. I'm telling you, maybe Jacob is a crackhead. Exactly. You're supposed to smoke this Montgomery County after you kill a turkey, dude. Listen, listen. Only the finest cigars. Joseph. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Longbeard pops out on my side of the field, and he's, and he's looking, dude. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jacob Myers has been... <laughs> Y'all know what word I want to say. Doing that and moaning oh. about not being able to kill oh. a turkey. Want to kill a turkey. I promise this dude a turkey after he does that Fox Fest thing. And the dude is deciding to try to kill one by smoking a Swisher Sweet <laughs> while the thing's still on roost and picking up a random person's McDonald's straw. If you try to drink my drink, I'm going to slap you. Bro, dude, what it's is like, a McDonald's truck. It's like, you could borrow one of my turkey calls, man. You're not in a duck bind. Golly. All right, so listen, listen. I hope you hunt. I, I, I never want to hunt out of a ground blind, but I might make you hunt out of one if you're hunting with me. <laughs> like, you ain't leaving this spot. You stay right here. Like, you stuck on that straw as much as you want. <laughs> Golly. So, anyways, kill the bird. Okay. So, me and Kyle go hunt, okay? And I told Kyle about this. Actually, yeah, that I told you about before we went out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So he pulls a little prank on me after blowing my gobblers out of the roost on, oh. on the way into the on that morning. First of all, he, I asked him, "Am I going to spook any turkeys?" No, not at all. You sure? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon well, as from I what leave I've him, heard, if he can't spook them birds, you might be oh, right. No. I mean, as soon as I split off from him, I I drop down in this draw. And as soon as I hop across this draw, there's turkeys going every which way. It's like 4.50 in the freaking morning, and there's putting, there's turkeys going left and right. Oh, this is, I just text him, sorry. He's like, oh, that didn't affect me. I said, yes, it did. I mean, that's 90 yards from you. These are the turkeys that you running. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I promise. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, that's so good. So, oh, my. Oh my God. So, so like later in the morning. So like so, so later in the morning. So he, is this the same day you picked up the McDonald's? No, 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 no. This is like a week later. Week, yeah, it's like a week or so later. Did you hit? kill that bird with the McDonald's straw? Yeah. Okay, well, well, tell, talk about that. I just. I, well, that's what I'm saying. You called in that bird with the McDonald's and, and straw. killed him. Like. Ten minutes later, it okay. really is good. I so, mean, so, so anyway, good call. So, I'm not trying to build this up too much, guys, but it is entertaining. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so Kyle. So listen, I had I, I had lost brain so, cells. So listen, <laughs> so he blows all these turkeys off the roost. So they're going, they go everywhere, and they're landing in trees like within a hundred <laughs> yards all around me. So <laughs> that's the worst. Later in the morning, so like after daybreak, <laughs> I can hear them, and like you hear some. I might have heard one or two pitch down, but like I never saw them. Later on, I had a hen come in. Come, come back into that, coming that general air cat like eighty yards from me, and then she went back down. Well, Kyle, the way he walked in was kind of like that hen could have gone around. Anyways, Kyle comes in and starts yelping because we don't have cell signal out there. Like you, it's real spotty, and he comes in and starts yelping. I'm like, man, that's gotta be Kyle. Like that doesn't sound like turkey. And then I'm like, dang, Kyle. man, just throw it. No, Take no, a no, shot no, at Kyle. Kyle. Well, because because it's coming back from it's coming back from the way he walked, which is a very specific. It's coming. He's he's like Dude. walking next to a clear cut. I'm like, there ain't a turkey there. Dude, Kyle, he just took a shot. At no, you, no, no, hold on, well, hold on. Listen, so it, it, it got better. Listen, it got better. He put oh. he put a little more emphasis on his calling. He comes, he starts messing with me. He starts walking around. I'm like, dude, is that the damn hit? Because he was he was doing very similar to what she was doing. Like like like. He kind of got into the rhythm of stuff. Anyways, long story short, so he's doing that. So I pull out the. Str- so I, I think I yelled at the mouth we're, call. We're whatever. texting too, back yeah. and forth. He's like, yeah, man, 
hands down. <laughs> and he's like, I'll bet there are. Back. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I believe it. A, that's man. awesome, man. Wow. So anyways, I pull, up, I pull up the straw and call the straw and all that kind of stuff. And he gets back to the truck and finally call him. And uh, we're talking and he was like, oh, yeah, that was me. I'm like, ah, oh, you dirty dog, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, what was your thought about the straw? He's at the straw. And again, I was like, yeah, I was yelping at the straw. I mean, what was your thought? I mean, it, it is totally different than everything else you're hearing mm-hmm. out there. I mean, it, it's... It is special. I mean, it's just like a trumpet. I mean, it is. It's just unique. See, Those down. So Jacob Walker. I, I hate that I'm saying this. I hope he doesn't listen to this. I hate giving that <laughs> I'm, dude credit. I'm, I'm going to sit and do it. The Jacob, Jacob Walker has taught me almost everything I know about turkey hunting. I mean, it's taught me a lot. But the uh, he's like an older brother to me at this point. So when I give him credit, oh, that's all I hear about for the next three weeks. Um, but anyways, he told me he said a higher pitch sound. It sounds when you're farther away. Mm-hmm. It sounds more like a turkey mm-hmm. farther away mm-hmm. than a really raspy one. He told me that, and I was like, "No, oh, whatever. You're full of crap." I, I mean, I believe it to be true, but I try the trumpet thing this year, but I don't I like the. I'm not hunting public land turkeys as much as y'all are, and so like I had them gobble to it and stuff, but I just didn't like that wouldn't get loud enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I just. I like imagine that I like to get loud. I talk loud. I laugh loud. I call loud. Um, and so, like the the trumpet, I'm a believer in it because I watched it happen. I watched yeah. it change the turkey tune several times last year. Houndstooth Game Calls Dixie Hen Slate was just voted the overall best turkey call by Field and Stream Outdoors. And trust me, it's super easy to run and be extremely dynamic when you're in the turkey woods. Now, we've mentioned a couple of these calls in the past, like the Spur Master and the Success Call in a past episode with both Gary Vines and Lyle Gilbert of Houndstooth Game Calls. And it was funny enough, y'all actually bought every Spur Master call and success call they had. Now, pay attention to their website. They're going to have some more come up in stock in the next few days. So when they come available, make sure you get one if you did not purchase one before they sold out last time. Both the Spurmaster and the Success Call are fantastic for hunting high-pressure turkeys, whether you're on a hunting club where you have a lot of other members hunting those same turkeys, or if you're on public land. Again, both of those calls will make you sound a little bit different from everybody else and be a lot more subtle in your calling technique and be able to really help close those distance with those gobblers. So if you want to give Houndstooth Game Calls a try, go to houndstoothgamecalls.com, use the the promo code SOP24. Again, promo code SOP24 for 15% off houndtoothgamecalls.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. True Lock Chokes has been made in Georgia since 1981 and offering a wide range of chokes, over 2,000 different chokes for all kinds of shooting activities. You might be wondering why you'd want to purchase a True Lock Choke, and it's to improve your shotgun performance. Absolutely guaranteed. And as a great example, we have Andrew Maxwell here. And, uh, Andrew, you've had some pretty good luck, again, kind of switching out chokes and trying out the Precision Hunter choke from True Lock. So, Andrew, what's been your experience so far? Yeah, I've, always, I've used the same choke for several years now. I never really thought much of it, and I got the True Lock choke in. I patterned my gun with the first choke at uh, 30 and 50, and then I switched to the True Lock and changed from 30 to 50. And the 50-yard pattern on my gun with the True Lock choke is unbelievable like everybody's jaws were dropping like when we were out there with mike and sam we were all super impressed i mean it's throwing a better 
pattern at 50 now than it was throwing at 40 before my old choke. And Andrew, you're shooting the Precision Hunter choke from TrueLock. It's a great option. It's the same chokes I have in my shotgun. So guys, if you want to give TrueLock a shot this spring, you could head over to TrueLockChokes.com. That's T-R-U-L-O-C-K-Chokes.com. You can also use the promo code SOUTHERN at checkout at TrueLockChokes.com and save 10% on your order. Again, give TrueLock a shot this spring, especially if you're not happy with the performance of your shotgun, and shoot with a more deadly pattern with TrueLock. So I'll say this. The difference between this, because you're using a straw, you're not using a trumpet. Trumpet has a pretty small like kind of mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. A wing bone has a pretty small mouthpiece. So this doesn't. I mean, it's a freaking full-size <laughs> straw. I don't know where this came from. I don't know what it's pulled Probably out of Probably inside of the room. <laughs> no. I mean, I literally have, like, I keep You don't care. So, but listen, so I, I care dude, now. Dude, if I go to a fast food restaurant, I'm like, hey, can I get a couple extra straws? They're like, sure. <laughs> I stick them in my console. I've got 17 probably sitting in my console right now, okay? So Man, he found that straw at the Piggly Wiggly here in <laughs> Juicy. That's the juice. Mm. That's the juice. <laughs> but, but anyways, so like the pitch, I'm, about, I'm, about, I'll, 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 again, it's in the wrapper. Can you just can do it, it already yeah, instead of hyping this up? But but it's not. It's it doesn't make. Here, I'm, I'm, you can hear it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, open in the wrapper. Okay. Unwrap. Um. What is this? Um, ASMR. Or or something? <laughs> <laughs> dude, hey, hey, it, it's like uh, it's like unwrapping a new present every time you run the call, dude, because you know you got it in the wrapper. Anyways, um, so you, you can get it. Kinda Did y'all see how seriously he said earlier? He goes, "Guys, I'm recycling." <laughs> he was so serious about that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh, is yeah, that what right. you're saying when you with, when you got that vape? We're on public We're, we're on We're, we're on, 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 on Golly You're on a national on, show We're on a national show That's Josh's okay. douche flute I think he calls it <laughs> Golly I did You know my boss doesn't know I do that See look <laughs> and, and Another thing about Josh That listeners don't know about He grew facial hair Specifically for this podcast mm-hmm. So he's trying to blend in With everybody else in the room right now The uh, So <sighs> Dude, my broker gets mad when I dip. Because he's like a dad, and every time he sees me dipping, he's like, you're going to rot that mouth knows, out or at whatever. At least he knows you're a man when you dip. Dude, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Dang. Oh, oh man. Oh, the, the baby face kid. You just wait, Kyle. I got some stories about you. I got some stories oh, about... Dragonberry... If that, drop. if that's what we're doing, it's <laughs> strawberry drop. kiwi you on civilized yeah. swine. <laughs> oh man, dude, let uh, me go ahead and tell all the listeners uh-uh. on this: don't you ever touch a vape. That's the most addictive <laughs> yeah. thing I've ever done in my life. I've never, I've never, never been into that stuff. Okay, but like, listen, I could get addicted to anything. All right. <laughs> I get I could get addicted to like anything. Like I quit dipping for two years and took a dip one day on a goose hunt. Dude, I'm back on like crack cocaine, and I mean bad. Hey, listen, what, 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 how's, how's that? How's that video go? About the hey, dude, I about asked you if you had a beat button before we did this. <laughs> I did ask. The uh, but uh, the th- that vape thing. Problem is, you can do it anywhere, anytime. 
Like you can do it, so dude. Dude, dude, it is, it is, dude. I'm not proud of it. It is, it is the thing I'm the least proud of in my life. Is that I've over here got this baby blue pink thing. I'm just. Just describe for the listeners, dude. Dude, it is the is more addictive than dip. It is first thing what when I wake up in the morning. Where's my vapes? Don't touch this thing, kids. Do not. Oh, don't, don't, don't touch man, it. But, you're giving Jacob you know grief for smoking a Swisher Sweet. What? <laughs> At least that's real tobacco. The, yeah, but the, like, it's a, it's before the turkey hunt. He's over here just going, why can't I kill a turkey? Why can't, why, why can't I kill a turkey? Uh, the, God, I hate you. That was low down and dirty. That was low down oh, and I dirty. Oh. I hate them vapes. Golly. All right. The yep. old, the old okay, well, flute. you're the guy who's quit dipping for five years, and you didn't quit dip. <laughs> you just quit buying. <laughs> <laughs> this dude has done Good nothing friends. but every, every time I see him, dude, you got dip? <laughs> dude, dude, you got dip? My dude, wife I'm, asked me not to buy any more cans. <laughs> hey, there you go. During that time period. He's just following <sighs> orders, man. Exactly. The... the yeah, but he's just everybody. So what are you doing? Doing like what we did back in high school? Are you going up and say, "Hey, I can't buy it"? You're going up to some random guy at the gas station and go say, "Hey, man, can you go buy this for me?" He's like, "Dude, are you underage?" No, but my wife can't know I do it. <laughs> I tell you what, I've been carded more for tobacco than I have anything in my life lately. The last two or three years, I guess what it changed. Hey, man, twenty-one, dude. I get ideas about crazy. milk. <laughs> dude, I got. Yeah, he's gonna dude, box of Captain my Crunch. Nickname, my nickname at the feedlot next to my house is Babyface. Oh no! Because I called up there one day and I said, "Can you drop off some dog food by the side of the road? It can't be there before close." And she said, "Who is this?" I said, "It's Josh." I was like, "I work with Dale." And she was like, "I said, real skinny guy, Babyface." She goes, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that. I was like, yeah. So now everyone calls me baby. I walk in there, hey, baby face. Like hey, if I call them and ask for something, I would say, it, Josh, it's baby face. They don't know me as Josh. Know me as baby face. Well, you did it to yourself. You and, did and you, it to them. And you just published that on Whatever. a national show. What? <laughs> dude, you, dude, you look on my Facebook, I'm baby face. I mean, I, I can't, I can't hide. You, you need post I can't hide that, but I was doing a pretty good job hiding the vape until <laughs> Loudmouth comes up over here. Yeah, that's funny. Golly. All right, y'all want to hear Okay, let's hear this yeah. straw thing. All right, we're going to run the straw. Jacob is running the straw. I hope I can run it. I got a little pressure. Well, okay, now it, look, it, now he's got stage fright. All right, here we go. Here we go. That just about made me gobble. <laughs> nice. Love it. And it sounds 10 times better. Yeah, I mean, especially, in the, especially too, yeah. in the woods, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, what it's all about is cadence. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's all it's about. I mean, the tone and stuff, I mean, it all changes with every single turkey. I mean, it's all about cadence. When it sounds to, if I can tell somebody's a really good caller, is not about just how they sound it's about like so kyle like his sound he sounds like every dude on a bat wing they're yelp like a a guy who can run a bat wing i can tell if somebody's running a bat wing but 
Kyle, Kyle is a very good caller. Like I'm giving a compliment here. He doesn't deserve it at this moment, um, but I'm a better friend than him. And so, but he, like a lot of people, they do the same six, seven note yelp every single time. They wait a couple minutes. Yelp, 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 yelp. Like his no two yelps are the same. It'll be yelp then a cluck then a purr then a, that's that's the realistic you know or up and down and like or when people are trying to get quiet they just do a two note yelp every single time really quiet or they just do the cluck and the purr. Now this dude he's doing cluck purr throw a little bit of wine throw throw a wine in there throw that I mean just sounding like a turkey just being a turkey that's what makes that's how I can tell if somebody's a really good caller is if they're just adding that realism into that it's not about just does their yelp sound right because they 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 all they all change i think it's about cadence and that's actually why i don't like the trumpet so funny story Mm -hmm. that i have about the trumpet so when i first got it i was talking to david holly about it and Mm -hmm. i've been messing with it and i actually was able to get sound out of it pretty easily and i said what i'm struggling with is a consistency with my cadence because i said instead of like blowing on it because i've messed with calls if they made a mouse call i would do it like i the i I would have i would mess with a mouse call i mean seriously i've got elk calls and i've never been elk hunting and so i I can usually figure out my way on a call pretty well that one i struggle the most with and i said because instead of blowing you're sucking air in i I said instead of blowing on it you're sucking on it easy there that's exactly what i said my wife's (laughs) in the living room and she goes who the hell are you talking to? And I was like, babe, I swear, I, I swear to God. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, babe, 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 I swear, I swear. So I was like, I was talking about my So I was like, babe, I was like, babe, I swear. I was like, I swear, we're talking about a turkey call. She was like, don't ever say that in public <laughs> ever again. <laughs> because if you can't tell, I'm not very politically correct. I say what's on my mind. And I said that I didn't think nothing of it. She was like, who are you talking to? And what are you talking about? She had no idea. She was over there watching television. It just turns it off and goes running in there. What are you doing? <laughs> the, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Josh almost hit the floor, man. The chair almost went out from underneath. Tiffany about came in here and whooped my butt. (laughs) She's one of those girls that's so sweet. I bet when she's mad, it's scary. Oh, listen. I can tell you a thing or two about Tiffany being mad. (laughs) (laughs) I made that woman mad a couple times over the last 10 years. uh, But, so. So, so one thing that I'm trying to figure out, I don't think you can do on the straw because. Uh, just how big the diameter is of a straw, but like on a trumpet, I've seen guys that can cut on a trumpet, and I've been trying to figure out how to do it on a straw. You just can't. I can't do it on the straw. It's too big of an opening. There's too much air coming in to be able to do that short burst. Um, but that's one of the reasons. What I want- if you put more back pressure? Cover up the hole a little bit more. Maybe like you can try. It. It's not much. It's not like it's not like a trumpet where you have like a, a bellow. Dude, I have not put my mouth on anything. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I had my mouth on this end. You can have the other end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, 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 it's like it's like Kyle. Listen, he can't afford dip, but he you know you can share dip. You can pull half years out and hand it over to him. Give me a preload. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, but uh, but well, anyway, what, I think it's something about like uh, on a on like this straw when you do it in the woods, it's it's like a very hollow mm-hmm. sound, yeah. like very mm-hmm. hollow. Just I don't even know how to explain it. And a trumpet's kind of like that. So I like sometimes the first time I heard somebody run a trumpet in the woods was our buddy Wayne, and he was we were out 
trying to strike one and he was trying to strike one with a trumpet and he pulled it out and i'm like what are you doing like yeah because it's not super loud like a glass well, call so we were up in there True. we were up in the mountains and dude that that sucker echo it was way yeah. it, it's, a, it's a lower frequency it seems like and it does like and it, it carries, carries. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's not like that high frequency you get from like a glass call but right. not only that but i think it works on public because if you go sit on a high ridge on public you're gonna hear and you sit just sit there till noon and just listen like mm-hmm. you're gonna hear so many guys <laughs> run a box call you know mm-hmm. like a, and especially like a yeah, long yeah, box yeah, yeah, so yeah, it gets a long yeah. box yeah 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 just all day and yep. so it's like maybe you're just giving them something different that's yeah. all they need it, it, the i mean i'm a i'm a believer in and and that i mean i don't say the trumpet call doesn't work i think it's a very very effective tool but for me like the i'm the opposite of of, I carry one pot call and some yeah. mouth calls, and and that's it. I did add another pot call this year. I added an aluminum because I was getting so mad. But just my glass call, just constantly having to mm. um, condition it. Yeah. Now I use my glass call to strike them. You know, I use my glass call to do a lot of the work because a lot of times I can get it. Like this year, I had multiple times where they would gobble to my glass call, but not my mouth call, but the, because I could get that high. What I call with a pot call. If it doesn't make your eardrums bounce, mm-hmm. throw it away. Throw it away. Well, I that's mean, the thing. I'm about tired of my call, man. My, my glass call. I swear I'm going deaf. I mean, I'm serious. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm about to stop using it. You're going deaf from yes, your box yes. call? No, my, from your, my slate or my your glass, glass call. Because it's too loud? Yes, extremely too loud. What a pansy. That's not it. <laughs> hey. That is the I've thing that never scares seen you, me the most. I've never seen you wear earplugs ever, I, and you're I blaming do. the turkey call. I, I'm telling you, it is loud. <laughs> it's loud. This the first year I'm like, kind of worried. You're blaming the turkey call. Oh, yeah. And you, you, I've never seen you wear earplugs. I do. Man, how many times did we shoot anything? at Snipe this past February without ear protection? This is true. The, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> He comes up with the weirdest stuff, like the weirdest <laughs> explanations or whatever. That's why we got him on the podcast. The, so. the, Listen, hey, Kyle, real you're quick. So, you're quirky. Yeah. Hey, I'm a turkey hunter. So, you're quirky. So, so Kyle's a little famous. So, Kyle, you got, you got recognized. Local living legend. I know, local mm. living legend. Um, you got recognized down in South Georgia on a delivery. Oh, yeah. Delivering deer From, feed. Being on a podcast is like yeah. once or twice. Mm-hmm. And like someone's like, mm-hmm. Kyle Sides. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, tell, hold up. Tell me about this. I don't know. Dude, dude, South Georgia last year. That's only happened to you once? Year. Huh? It's only happened to you once? Yes. yes. That's <laughs> me all the time. <laughs> that vaping community I'm is kind of a, pretty strong. Oh, dude, they're tight. It's pretty baby. deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they pass those vapes around, baby. Listen now. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just known as the village idiot. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the vaping uh, idiot. Um,. Will you shut up about the freaking? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, I was down in uh, South Georgia. I'm uh, going hunting at Hope Hole tomorrow. <laughs> Have fun. There ain't no turkeys. <laughs> but uh, I was down in South Georgia last year sometime. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I was, I was delivering, and this guy came up to me. We got talking about where I was from, and and uh, I forget how it kind of came up, but he was like, hey, do y'all know? Wait, what's your name again? I said, Kyle Sides. He's like, I know you. All the way you he just, just said that. You were just on that podcast. Kyle Sides. I said, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that. So you know Jacob and them. I freaking love their podcast. That is the best podcast I've ever listened to. I said, yeah, it's pretty dang good. Pretty good. But yeah, I think it was just, just after that turkey, That's turkey podcast I had. So <laughs> Dude. It, it, it caught me off guard. And that's 
That's a long way away. You, uh, you are <clears throat> the Southern Outdoorsman resident snipe expert. I am, man. I'll claim that. There ain't many of them. Well, I'm telling you. And and your nine hours of snipe hunting experience, yes, you have you've solidified hey, world class outfitter. Dude, okay. mm-hmm. That's world what class. I'm saying. Dude, I, I'm still like. <clears throat> I've already said enough that was inappropriate. That was, the <laughs> mo- that was the most fun I've had with clothes on in a long time. Dude, that was that was like a dove hunt, duck hunt on steroids. Listen, like, that was so much fun. That's a good segue, because I, I was going to say, with the with the turkey stuff, uh, just I want to, real quick. There's been nothing informational about turkey stuff, <laughs> by the way. Straw call, baby. Straw. Hey, we're, we're going to find them all across the uh, National Forest. Were we, yep. were we yep. trying to be informational here? No. Okay. Negative. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> Wait, Josh, if that was the case, we wouldn't have invited you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got asked to be on a couple of the fishing podcasts, but I haven't been asked to be on that a while. <laughs> the, 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 uh, um, but anyways, sorry. I, I, want, I want to talk uh, real quick, just get like final thoughts on turkey, because I want to wrap this up with the snipe hunt. So our, our annual Southern Outdoorsman snipe report, and they do exist. We did eat some of them. They were delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um Kyle, what are, your, what are your thoughts on turkey season, man? How, how's how's the hard, season man. been for you? <clears throat> it's been hard. I mean, it started out in South South Florida. I mean, that was a trip of a lifetime. I mean, everybody there, um, private place, beautiful cattle ranch, everybody there limited out. I mean, it was just phenomenal. Couldn't get no better. And so coming back, I remember having the thought, um, driving back to Alabama, I was like, dang, we're going we're gonna to pay for it here. <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, I'm telling you, it, is, it was – it started rough and it it lasted quite a while. I mean, it was the first we killed one. Uh, I guess second day, so that's mm-hmm. not too bad. Killed one the second day, and then of course public. I mean, I'm more fired up for public to come in than anything. And as soon as it comes in, it is absolutely pouring down for three or four days straight. I mean, it was it was rough. I kind of made the decision, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna rough it, take my vest off, and I'm gonna hunt in the rain. And I did those 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 couple of days. I mean, pouring. Pouring down rain, lightning. I mean, it was it was rough. I, I haven't mean, I, been hunting with you, and it's not raining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I tell you, it, it, it was dangerous. I do not recommend it. But um, <clears throat> I will say I learned turkeys, Uh, you get in their bubble, pouring down rain, lightning, it don't matter. They're, you can get them to do it. I mean, it's, <laughs> they'll do it. They act normal sometimes in the rain. And so I learned a lot with that, so I really stuck with them the first, first couple of days. And I remember um, – my biggest thing, biggest upset, I was in, I ended up hunting, uh, was it four or five different jakes? And so we had been hunting these birds, yeah, hunting these birds the for a Jake couple of days. Slayer. I mean, I was fired up. Same spot. We left three very mature long beers last year. He shot year. I mean, one. Hunt, no, I did not. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's just not telling you. Yes, he did. I swear, beers. no, 100% he shot a Jake. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I got a picture on my phone. That was <laughs> 10 years ago. I've I'm shot not one. kidding. No, I know. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He shot one this year. I did not. He, just, he doesn't want me to tell it. Full of crap. Mm-hmm. I wish I would that day. Shot it over corn, too. <laughs> I wish I would have. <laughs> Negatory. <laughs> Negative. Negative. But yeah, that, that was depressing. Ended up hunting those. Those, those jakes for three or four days and i i had a feeling and uh were they got i mean of course they were one gobbled. bird gobbled normal yeah and then one was half and one kind of sound i don't know if y'all have actually heard a hen gobble before it is unbelievable it's one i got cool, a video of it one I'll of the you. coolest things i've ever seen in the woods and so it kind of sounded like that so every one of those birds kind of sounded uh totally different 
And so, but what really got me is you really had to rip it out of them. You had to make them gobble. And I was like, man, these are, I just, I remember having that thought the day I, I realized it was Jake's. I was like, man, this, damn, they're just, they ain't acting right. I'm like, these, <laughs> watch it be Jake's. And as soon as they, they all flew down, flew over this little knoll. <clears throat> and uh, when one flew, he flew on the top of this little knoll. And it, of course, had a little bitty two-inch beard. And I said, well, there's one other bird. Surely he's. You know, surely he's a gobbler. So I eased over the knoll and looked down there, and there was, like I said, three or four down there, and every single one of them, <laughs> every single one of them had a nub. I was mad. It's the first time I have ever done this. I just got up. I actually threw threw a stick at them. I mean, they went. Every, <laughs> they went. I was so mad. They they went everywhere, and uh, so I kind of got payback for because I've never scared turkeys like that. I mean, it's. Oh, I was pissed. You just made a bunch <laughs> of was, smart goblins. Well, that's what I was trying to do. I was like, man, all these yahoos on on this on this hill up here on this main road, somebody's gonna kill these jakes. So, I was kind of reassuring or ensuring that they did not. But I, I busted those jakes, and one turkey went. That's a straight hell of an excuse. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> one of those turkeys actually flew up. I mean, just twenty yards from me. I was like, I wonder and at how that cool. moment, Kyle said, "You want to act like a man? I'll treat you like a man." And he pulled the trigger and slapped the corn out of his mouth. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, would I lie to you? Would I lie to you? Oh. Anyways, this bird was about 20 yards in this tree, so I was like, I wonder how close I can get to him. And so I started sneaking down, and you know, a lot of these hills up here, I mean, they they just go straight down, mm. big old big old ditch underneath me, and uh. So I'm creeping to this turkey, and I I got my binoculars on him. I'm like, what? it's like he's right in my face, you know. And so I'm watching him, easing close to him, and I get right on the face of this uh, drop-off. I wasn't paying attention. I fell freaking off the side of this mountain <laughs> as I'm watching this turkey. This turkey's not moving. He's just sitting there just looking at me. I fall off the face of this or the side of this little mountain right here. And, uh, of course, everything up here to me is, is a mountain, you know, mm-hmm. comparative to where I grew up. But fell off the face of this mountain, landed on the tree he was in before he fl- finally flew off. And so I, that's the first time I've ever... I mean, You was, landed in the tree? I, no, I landed on the base of the tree. <laughs> and so, I mean, that guy, that was a 80, 90-yard drop-off. I mean, it was it was rough. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't break something, but that was kind of the first, first week of my turkey season. It was... It was uh, it was fun, but it slowly, slowly picked back up and and uh, was able to scratch out a few. But it's been it's been hard, especially on public. It's been it's been. It's been you sound hard. like a real turkey hunter. Scratched okay. out a few. Uh, <laughs> scratched out a few. I'm curious with you hunting public and you hunt the same places we hunt. Mm-hmm. The pressure this year compared to last year and 2020. What do you feel like it was like? I feel like it was uh, some of the places it was worse. And then uh, some of the places I really expected it to be way worse, it actually wasn't that bad. Really? But that may be because there was no turkeys there. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. mean, I, I don't know. Some of those places I went, I mean, I, I expected, I mean, like that one spot, I left three long beards, and where'd they go? <laughs> and obviously having that many jakes there, they probably pushed them out. But at the same time, as I, I went to quite a few of those spots, and not a peep. Really? Nothing. Spots, I mean, I was hearing five, six, and look, mm-hmm. I know it. You can go on the wrong day and, you know, not hear a thing. But, I mean, some, some of those places, I was hearing five or six birds last year. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, it's like that spot, the spot that you and me went to. <laughs> yeah. The first day I went in there, I heard, I think, five in there. Three on the one side of that cut and then two on the other, like, back towards the road and everything. And uh, 
other than that one day, every time I went in there, I would hear, like, you might would hear a bird. And I was like, I don't think they're getting killed. I just think that there's, they, yeah. they weren't talking yeah, the days we were in there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, that, that is kind of interesting. And there's like, I went this morning on another, on another piece of public or a different side of the public and heard between, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight. It was a bunch of birds. I mean, it was kind of hard to keep track of no, because no. there was like at least two or three back towards the road, if not on the other side of the road where my truck was at. Um, but, uh, that, it, it, that, that's, that is a little frustrating, especially when you go into a spot and you're like, man, you know, it ought to be hot conditions are right. And they just don't talk and, you, mm-hmm. and you're in that area till mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12, one o'clock at the shutoff and you never hear a bird. Right. So it happens on private land too. They, uh, they had it happen, um, the other day. Um, the, uh, my season started slow as well. Um, but, um, the, uh, it's ended up um being my second best season that i've had with the amount that i've called up and watched die um and the uh but you know i i kind of really like that because last year i watched seven turkeys die in the first six days it was stupid and i didn't even hunt the last two weeks i mean and i'm usually not that good and i was killing them all before 8 30 these were on places i hadn't been to before it was like i was just just i mean i i hit that groove you know what i'm talking about when you hit that groove turkey hunting talk about confidence you know making the right moves you're not second guessing yourself and all that stuff but so i didn't hunt the last two weeks of the season you know um and it was fun you know i enjoy it but i enjoy turkey hunting it's not about turkey killing i enjoy hunting and what made me fall in love with it was you know that year that i went 32 times i didn't kill a bird um you know i enjoy the 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 process the challenge or whatever and so um i missed for the first turkey the first turkey i've ever missed ever and i was pretty proud of it because i had a pretty impressive stat line of the amount (laughs) of turkeys i'd killed and never missed one missed one 25 yards hit straight red dirt the uh yep and then uh it missed him with the first shot and then i sent a go to hell shot but um there was no way i was gonna hit him the second time and then uh but then i killed one and it was still opening week but then it was really slow and what was frustrating i was getting them close really 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 close every time um that's what was killing me was like you know the way that i hunt without without decoys and i'm hunting hills and stuff i'm trying to set up i only see the turkey for 10 seconds normally before i shoot them um you know he I don't want him to be able to see where the hen should be until he's in gun range. And so, I mean, they'd be just over, I mean, drumming everything. Don't sound like they're with hens, nothing, and then never see them. And it was almost every single time I went to every, like, whether it was my lease, going with a buddy or whatever, it was the story of it. But then, boy, when she ran, she poured. Uh, I killed... I went four days straight watching a turkey die. Like, it just got right. It just did. But, like, I enjoyed the challenge. I feel like I learned more this year than I have in several years because I was forced to. I was I was forced to because I was, I was making mistakes. I was getting, um, like, and then I was, I was making mistakes, losing confidence, and not acting right and doing that. So I learned, I learned a good bit this year um, from that. But, I mean, overall, like, I mean – the amount of gobbles that I heard this year overall and the amount of places that I went and, you know, turkey population, I mean, it seems like we had a pretty good hatch two years ago. There's quite a few birds running around. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know how y'all feel about that, but... Um, I, I definitely had a lot of birds running around on my place that yeah. I was hunting. And, but there was, there was more and more 
Um, pressure is getting bad with turkey hunting. There's more and more tur- people hitting turkey hunting every single day. It, it, it seems like, which is nothing wrong with um, at all, you know, but just, I don't know. Just do it for the right reasons. But, I mean, um, it's getting a lot of pressure quick. Yeah, I, that's that's what I've seen this year, and then I've just talked to a lot of other guys who hunt the same places we do, and it's just usually with turkey hunting, you get you get a big flurry of pressure like that first two weeks, and then that third week it's a little bit less, but then you get into the second half of the city, you get to right now, and it tanks. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not that many people in the woods, uh, but Saturday there was uh, four or five trucks parked right all like all over me where I was hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this late in the season, I just don't normally see that kind of thing. So, yeah. And, and I've been talking to some other guys too, who've said the same thing in the same area. They're like, yeah, this year just, it never let up. It's, yeah. it's been worse than 2020 and 2020 was pretty bad Yeah, as far as, cause you know, everyone was off work or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I was just curious about the pressure too, but to, to wrap this up, we got to talk about snipe hunting a little bit. Yeah, we do need to. So if, bit. if the listeners are unfamiliar, um, we, we, we we've started a tradition i think we we go on a snipe hunt every year down in montgomery county or is it lowndes county lowndes county yeah, don't don't, don't disrespect five. them dude. yeah easy. Jesus. Easy. i claim both so down in lowndes county cattle farm cattle pastures a lot of snipe down there the snipe do farm. exist they do exist uh they live in the wet grass mm-hmm. short wet, wet grass baby and uh there's a bunch of them down there so uh, kyle why don't you give us a little rundown on your setup and everything yeah so it's, it's in the black belt you know a lot of a lot of wide open cattle cattle pasture and stuff and and obviously this year we had a lot a lot of rain so there was there was water everywhere but this year i was kind of worried because daddy actually went in and typically every two or three years he does a really good bush hogging well he absolutely just cleaned up everything i mean i was worried because i was you know hyping this up this is what third year mm-hmm. second third year doing this so i was you know hyping it up and how this is gonna be a good year and i got to thinking like dang he i didn't even seen a snipe out here you know every time i went deer hunting i didn't see nothing and so uh, i was starting to get worried and uh, matter of fact i even went the week before to try to find some i saw three i didn't tell you all that but <laughs> I, saw, I saw three he and did, i was like that's always that's always kyle y'all have seen that every time he's always worried it's gonna be horrible it's gonna be horrible hey, dude. dove hunting with him if he tells me that they're everywhere we're gonna kill the crap out of them I'm bringing two boxes of shells. That's it. <laughs> but if he tells me, dude, I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm scared they all left. I, I scare, I'm scared they all left. Dude, bring a case. It's going to be a <laughs> burner. Well, ju- I, was, I thought you were a good shot, man. What, you, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who told you that lie? Shooting shotguns all year long. Oh, yeah. Okay. A, a pin raised quail is a little bit different than a dove. <laughs> all right. A pin raised quail, I mean, gets up, you know, and just, I mean, Half time, I don't even know if I hit them. I just scared them, and they die. They, but anyways. Yeah, this year, I, again, I was I was worried like always. I I saw three, and uh, so I called them. I I assured them that hey, I I don't know how it's going how it's going to go. Other than this year, we actually had really really good weather. I think last year it was a lot warmer, mm-hmm. um, but this year it was it was it was cool. Cold. <laughs> that wind was that wind was cutting, and so. I was fired up about that, and we we started at the one end that we normally do, 
Um, and again, just like last year, nothing. <laughs> like, well, just like next year, yeah. we're, starting, we're not even going to worry about that <laughs> side of the farm. Not even going to go to that end. Uh, that's and, a uh, warm. That's just the warm you up. Just start shedding oh, layers. We basically pushed one field all day. Yeah, just about. Pretty just much. About. Yeah, actually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and we did the bonus yeah. field at the end. But man, those jokers are living in grass that is like ankle high. Okay. And mm-hmm. you're just walking through like a, a freaking pasture with ankle high grass. With like, water down it. And you're like, this is kind of dumb. You know? oh, like you're like, absolutely. this is this is silly. And then all of a sudden, one gets up. You're like, oh, a snipe! And someone shoots at it, and then fifty get up. I couldn't tell what a snipe was. <laughs> y'all were shooting, and I was like, can y'all tell me when to shoot? Because I'm sitting there like. I'm mad because how many thousands of these things have I driven by like in oh, my yeah, life, yeah, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it's it's really hard to tell until you get out there for a minute. But those things, I mean, they're getting up. I mean, Jacob was this was my first year. Jacob like prepped me for this, but did not prep me like well for this. Like, I mean, he tried to, but like I didn't believe him. I was like. You know, he said they they fly kind of fast, and they talk about hunting with dogs, and I was like, and Jacob Jacob went, and he said they flush, like, they're, they're pretty bad about flushing early. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, you know, talking about flushing early like a wild quail like that, you know. the These things flush when you're 50 yards from them. <laughs> and so I bring a skeet choke because I was told they fly fast or whatever. Yeah. I didn't cut a feather the first time. I mean, those things, I mean, those things Screaming. get, I mean, oh, yeah. they get up and they are flying nuts. I mean, oh, yeah. they're. Have y'all hunted till before? Yeah. Okay. Do y'all, like, because I've always, I've never hunted till, but I've always heard people talk about teals extremely fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's different, of course, because they're not just, they're not coming off the, the water. They're coming off the ground like they're, you know, airborne and, and going real quick. But, I mean, speed-wise, you know, compared to like a dove or whatever, like, wh- what would y'all compare them to? Uh, My opinion, I actually think they're faster. I think a snipe is faster. I think. If there's no wind. I mean, obviously, they're a smaller bird. Mm-hmm. I think that plays plays a part i've hunted a lot of teal that's one of my favorite things to do is hunt blue wing teal and well i mean they're they're really fast but the thing is i mean you're swinging on them you see them coming in i mean with that snipe i've never seen something get they go from sitting on the ground to 90 miles an hour (laughs) and 0.4 milliseconds i mean they are gone they're moving i mean that's the hardest thing you got to be so quick on it and andrew over here was old dead eye that dude he was struggling (laughs) for a minute and we all were and i put i had to put in i put in like a modified choke or whatever but i was using a double barrel and i said guys screw this we're going to the semi um but andrew that the last couple of runs, dude was just smoking. Hey, dude, I found my groove on those last two pushes. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, that yeah, was nice. I wouldn't let him sit next to me next time. They, uh, <laughs> I got away from him. I was like, uh-uh. Yeah, but, yeah. Me and Josh were like sitting next to each other with a struggle bus over here. Oh, dude, I shot dude, that double. Hey, Jacob, Jacob, I wasn't <laughs> as bad as you. I wasn't as bad as you. <laughs> the, the great thing about this group is we all joke on ourselves and can take that. And Jacob's the best about it. Because <laughs> Jacob, we go, we did this. I mean, we did this push. Oh, that sucks. It yeah. was two miles. Remember, we did that huge push. Oh, yeah. And. Then in one part of the push, we had, hadn't hit this field all day. Kyle and and Kyle was a pretty good shot on was a really good shot. He hit his groove before any of us because he was hunting with a barbaric twelve gauge, and the uh, um but a two ounce load number seven three three and a half inch TSS and uh, the uh, 
Jacob, he's over there, and he is hot. I mean, hot as in shooting, um, not like <laughs> hot as in hitting. Um, because we're boom, boom, and me and Andrew are like, dude, they're all over there. They are all over there. And <laughs> we get done with it, and we get back to we get back to the mule, and we've done this massive push. And <laughs> Jacob goes, guys, I hate to admit this. But I only hit one. <laughs> shot like two boxes. And it was bad. That's that's what you talk about bringing a case and a half. Yeah, right? Okay. Uh, dude, no, but the, the snipe, dude, it's it is a blast because it is like we did. Me and Andrew did a lot of upland hunting this past year, um, and, and like I, like I traveled to like Montana. Me and Andrew went to Wisconsin. I went to Iowa, and like upland hunting dogs a blast. Snipe hunting, I guess they're they're classified as a. Upland species, aren't they? Yeah, I guess. Or, or they're migratory so. species, but anyways, it's kind of like it's kind of like woodcock. They look like a small woodcock, and dude, they are so fast. But like the habitat they're in is so cool, especially like on the farm down there, Kyle's like because you're pushing these pastures, you're pushing like some overgrown spots, and it's like like y'all are saying they're getting up so quickly, and it's such a quick passing shot. You're like, dude, you're shooting four feet behind the bird. Like mm-hmm. he might be twenty yards from you if you're lucky. Like if he's lucky, he's twenty yards. Most times, like. 35, 40. Yeah. And you're shooting behind them nine times out of ten. It's like, dude, you got to, like, speed up your swing. You got to speed up everything. Mm-hmm. Swing way through To be bird. honest, dude. I, if, I, if, I'm if, convinced it helped me. I was, um, was going to say, if snipe season, because, like, this is in February when we're doing this, but if snipe season came in before dove season, it would be the oh perfect way to get you honed yeah. in, dude. Because I'm really bad about stopping my swing and mm-hmm. aiming at the bird on a dove or something. That's my worst habit. But... You don't have time to do that with a snipe. Mm-hmm. You 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 can't you cannot think about it. Yeah, because so you just got to pull the trigger. Because I mean, they they go from thirty yards to yep. seventy yards in literally like a second and mm-hmm. a half. Like mm-hmm. it is. So and like, that's why I noticed like those fir- that first couple shots we had when we kind of pushed the part of the field that really had a bunch of birds in it. And I'm like, you know, it went from like Kyle's like kind of you know he was like undershelling something. Like, Hopefully it's okay. And like <laughs> three there, to there five hundred. There's like yeah, two to three hundred birds or whatever just <sighs> get up in one little like hundred yard push. We're like. Holy crap! Reload you guys, man. Can we tell there? the story of the controlled chaos? The first, the first. Oh, uh, the, the, nobody knew what was going on. I wasn't prepared for this at all. Yeah, I, I didn't wasn't know, expecting it. I didn't know bit. what we were shooting at. And <laughs> <laughs> so I just start. I, I just start blasting. Like I mean, I just, I, just I, I, I just wanted to be involved. Yeah, I and I remember you asking, "What are y'all shooting at? Look at the sky." The, the, I mean, hey, like, holy! It was black. It just. It looked like a little, it looked like a little Tweety Bird, like getting up. I mean, that's what it looks like, and I mean, it's it's hard to tell. And but even so, all the videos and everything I've ever watched snipe hunting, I've never seen that many. No, no, I, mean, I really have not. No, I mean, the, the way, but the way that the way that we were hunting was it was almost like a man drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just got guys walking in four. And so they're going, and all of them were on Kyle and Andrew's side in the beginning. So <laughs> me and Kyle, me and Jacob, yeah, me, yeah. me and Jacob, like, w- we get treated poorly. Because <laughs> it was always our fault. We were like, y'all stop walking. Y'all walking ahead of us. Y'all walking ahead of us. And Kyle was always fussing. Man, these long legs over here, he was always ahead of us Dude, the whole time. I know. He's quick-stepping, man. And you got to walk like you got to walk like it's SEAL Team, like you're, <laughs> like you're on SEAL Team 6. Like, I remember telling Jacob, I was like, dude, I feel like a dude that, who's, like, trying to act like he's in the military but couldn't get in. Uh, like, because, like, 
I'm walking like this, like still Team Six, like we're I'm about to be breaching buildings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how quick you had Freaking to be. Time, get up, you're like contact list. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I had the bright idea to have Teal out in front of me, and like, but then realized that wasn't the ticket. Teal saved the day because we did not find those first four mm-hmm. words. We could not, like, we could not find them. And Kyle was like, everybody, he was like, everybody, when you shoot, we all have to stop because we can't find anything. <laughs> and so then when, but when we put Teal where she could mark it, it did, it, it did a lot better. Adrian's yeah. dog was just, run, at the beginning, hey, was just running 300 yards. I wanted to make this analogy earlier. So my dog, there's a term, okay, when he gets a bird in his face and then the next thing you know, he's 300 yards out busting things. That's called being bird drunk that's how jacob gets with turkeys like (laughs) jacob gets bird drunk like boone does this night dude anyways the uh yeah he boone was i mean he was he was not worried about it at all he was like guys i ain't hunt for y'all i'm hunting for me (laughs) he was out there i mean he was 300 yards just spooking them all (laughs) just just all in front of us andrew's like this might have been a bad idea the uh that's why i didn't let rue out because i was like she was a puppy. She's kind of wild. I was like, she's gonna get bad habits. She's gonna get bird whatever. drunk. But, but but teal man, that she did awesome. Mm-hmm. I was I was really proud of her. So that, I'm convinced that's like the perfect setup. Like a lap, like walking with your dog at heel, mm-hmm. and then sending them because dude, those not they're hard to find, man. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're so very hard to find. They're so well camouflaged and they're small. When they fall, it's like knee high. It's like ankle high grass. When they fall down, especially if they're not belly up because their bellies are white. If they fall down like belly on the ground. It's like you could be looking like right at it, and you're like, "Where is it?" Like <laughs> yeah. you literally see it go down twenty yards. You walk over there. I'm like, I see a feather. Like it knocked off the bird. Where's the bird at? And it's like literally underneath your foot, and like you just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I literally stepped on one. I was looking for it, and I stepped on. Jay goes, "You stepped on it." And yeah. uh, they, I mean, they're they, that is the most camouflaged bird I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd be standing there looking for Beautiful. one, like standing there looking at the ground, just like this, looking for one. And then Boone would like run up and pick it up right in front. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right there <laughs> yeah it's crazy but like dude you talk so one thing i want to talk about is their flight pattern when they get up so they're erratic they're erratic but they they, they flock up or they, yeah, they, they end up, up looking like ducks they, yeah they, 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 they i mean again never really duck hunted a whole bunch did one little one little hunt last year but like it, the way from just watching duck hunting videos it looks like when they get up they kind of get in a wad and they start circling and sometimes you get passing shots. So we, we kill a few on passing shots because mm-hmm. they like they'd get out sixty yards and they circled. And especially you know if we're spread out in that field and we're you know eighty yards across, sometimes they would circle back over the top of somebody mm-hmm. and somebody would get a shot. I think we got a passing shot yeah, like we, two we times few, like, or whatever. There was yeah. a couple. Yeah, there was, I, I know I killed at least one doing that. That was a poke. Forget that sucker came down helicopter. Oh, and I'm sure like, was. But mm-hmm. but it's uh dude, it is so freaking fun. And like <laughs> it's a it's a bird that like you don't have to have bird dogs to like right. go mm-hmm. hunt this. Like if you have like mm-hmm. some open ground, like we went to a, a some public in like more northern part of Alabama, um and found them up there. And we did the same thing. Like we had dogs, we had our dogs with us. But you really don't have to have a dog. Like it's great. Like you have a dog like at heel that you can. They're send. they're more useful to find the dead bird than mm-hmm. find the live bird. Like, you really don't want a pointing dog. In yeah. my opinion, you in my opinion you don't want one yep. because they're never going to be able to get up on it, and yeah. you might teach them bad habits. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. might. Would, you know, yeah. if you if it's a straight pointing, but your dog's like your your dog's like versatile. You're yeah. like your dog, so like you want them doing kind of. So the reason I brought because you're exactly right. The only reason I brought him out there is just to continue to build that bird drive. Building that bird drive. Yeah. yeah. Now he did point so one. Not, Remember he, he pointed did. that one, and I missed it. So. 
<laughs> yeah, he pointed some uh, on that last walk. He pointed one, and it was a double, and I shot the double. Oh, yeah. And I was oh, like, did? I was like, oh, I yeah, can go yeah. home right now. Oh, like, okay. that was great. That's cool. But so, like, next year, I'm not going to bring him out there. Yeah. Because, like, now, I mean, y'all saw it. He got that first bird in his face, and he's like, all right, see y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm going to do my and thing that's, now. that's why I wasn't very worried about running Pepper, to be mm-hmm. honest, because, like, we didn't run her. Um, because of that reason, I like, you know, she, uh, she has a very good bird drive and yeah. I, I don't need her like, I, I don't need her just chasing birds. And yeah. it's, it, to me, it'd be a great training session for somebody. If you're trying to teach your dog again, like heel work along mm-hmm. with doing like the recoveries and, and doing the actual retrieves mm-hmm. and, and like marking birds, mm-hmm. because dude, it is cr- like, if you get 60 to come up and you start knocking birds down. It's hard to mark them because, like, the thing oh, is, there's mm-hmm. four of us and we're spread out, you know, twenty yards, thirty yards apart from each other, across the field, kind of pushing it. And that's like the hunting style that we've figured out that works the best, especially on this property. Is like you're kind of just when we say pushing, like we're all spreading out, we're walking in a straight line, and they slowly start getting up and they'll trickle. Like they don't all just get up. It's like you'll get one or two get up. Once you shoot, then they're all coming up. Uh, mm. Or at least most of them. And then there'll be some stragglers, and some of them little slip by, and they'll mm. come out the back end of you. You got to spin around <laughs> and shoot them, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so crazy, like how they get in wads and they start, they start like kind of circling. But the cool thing is, is they go back down. Like so, so they'll get up, they will circle us a couple times, and you keep eyes on. Like everybody stops, watch them, and they may go four or five hundred yards and pitch back down into the field on the different side of the field. And we're like, cool, mark them. We'll come back. We'll circle through that area again. Push that side, and like you're literally pushing the same birds back and forth, back and forth you until you it, get your limits. You know what's crazy is that you know they migrate. Mm-hmm. So like, but they don't really act like they like to fly. Do you think it's because they trust that camouflage more than their wings to get away from a predator? I think the habitat's that good yeah. down there. I yeah. mean, because like where we went in North Alabama, um, like when I was pushing this one field with uh, Mike Andrew's stepdad, um, we had some opportunities. Birds got up pretty far. Like we, I don't think we even touched a feather on the birds but they would get up and they would they would circle and we'd lose them and some of them would go into a field like where andrew and uh who who's it our buddy gabe and, and gabe yeah and gabe they'd pit they'd go quarter mile over to that field and pitch down it seemed like and then when they push birds they'd come back in our field and they were like going back and yeah. forth back and forth or they'd circle and they'd land behind you when you're not looking and then you literally it's the craziest thing. Like, you'd push a field. Like, oh, well, we just push it. They're not here. But, uh, turn back around. Damn and this is not a big field. Like, the field we were pushing up there was, like, four acres, five acres. It was not a big field mm-hmm. at all. And you'd turn back around, and there'd be birds back behind mm-hmm. you that literally, more than likely, were some of the ones that you got up originally, and they just circled and landed yep. behind you. Right. So, like, you can kind of bounce back and forth until you kind of blow them out, and then you got to wait a while. Yeah. Um, but it, dude, it's, it is so much freaking fun, dude. Like it, it's, it's a low key hunt. It's like a dove hunt, quail hunt. Like, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of shooting, oh, a lot of fast it. shooting. Like, you know, Teal had been through most of quail season at that point. And so Teal, uh, the, is my lab and people follow my Moss Oak property. She's more famous than me. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Uh, like no seriously i had somebody the other day tell me that i had to bring teal on the showing um i was like do i need to even be there um <laughs> but so th- she's a my lab that i also use as a flushing dog and so she will be on heel with me for an entire uh, she'll be on heel without a lead a whole hunt and um she's been very good at that and then when i she studied a shot and then we sent her in for the quail but that hunt man her 
because I think it's great if you're training a dog that you want to either be a duck dog uh, or a flushing dog, like a cocker or, or mm-hmm. anything. And so I want my dog because I'm scared of people shooting my dog. Mm-hmm. I don't want them going until I tell them to go uh, when she flushes it. Yeah. And so, or even a help for steadiness because you get immediate reward because there's so much shooting there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if, if she's at a hill. Man, that dog y'all saw. I started yelling at her because she was so close to me. You know yeah. the I, the um it's it's I think it's great training for a young dog. She's not young. She's kind of more finished on the end, but like it really kind of cleaned her up a little bit. Like yeah. it, it cleaned up that heel work. Now I mean now she won't leave me at all if i go walk three miles and i really think that hunt did a lot of that and that was one tired dog because what we walked what was it, seven seven eight something like that yeah at least yeah it was like 15 1600 <laughs> steps a mile watch at least dude i was so wet afterwards like <laughs> every ounce of my body so, so that's another thing like the habitat they're in it's not just like fields it's not just like because like everywhere we've hunted them in like both at kyle your farm along with where we're at in North Alabama, it was like agriculture fields or like some kind of pastures that we've heard guys that hunt them, like they hunt them down the Everglades off boats, right. like down in like the, the switchgrass and stuff. And they'll like hunt off a boat and pretty much jump shoot them from the boat. Uh, and then other guys I know that hunt them like in North Carolina that hunt them around like reservoirs, like when they mm-hmm. drop the water and it's like soft soil mm-hmm. and there's like grass growing, they'll hunt them around the reservoirs as well. What was so crazy though was they weren't really in the tall grass at his place. They liked the shorter no, grass. They were until in the, the end, short stuff. Until the very end where we yeah. Yeah. fired of them. Do, do y'all notice that out of, out, out of state? Do they like the tall grass? Like Florida? Is that what they're well, talking shoot, about? Like, I mean, my first snipe that I ever killed was in the Mississippi Delta. I mean, we were in a duck blind. I mean, nothing around us. We're in a blind, wide open field. I mean, full of Why'd water. Why'd you shoot it? I know you didn't know it was oh, a snipe. Oh, I did. I promise. So we were actually having the conversation. <laughs> I promise. Ha- having the conversation. I was like, guys, it was like six guys. I said, hey, this is snipe coming around. Shoot them. Nobody jumped up but me. <laughs> and I shot that. that hey, these Lowndes County meat eaters, boy. Wait, it's good. They, they thought I was, you know, pulling pulling one on them. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my first snipe, but that was you know wide open duck wow. you know duck pond hmm. nothing yeah a but water a lot of guys a lot of guys will see them around impoundments like that like right. duck impoundments like especially if it's like more shallow water and they'll get on the edge of it because it's like they they have that super long beak it's like a woodcock but even a longer beak proportionally to their body they're like the, the size of pretty much a morning dove but just have you know long legs long beak and they like kind of work around that water you know, like in and around standing water and they'll feed like on worms mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing but um it's it's just Dude, they, it is such a fun species to hunt. Like looking back at it, dude, like you talk about like a hunt to look forward to, like mm-hmm. every year, and like yeah, and yeah. also like trying to find like other opportunities to do, yeah. especially like earlier in the season. Because like when we were doing it in North Alabama, it was still like January. Right. Yeah, like, we don't go down like Kyle's place until February because season I think goes out like the twenty eighth or what. Or, no, yeah, what? that's the thing. I mean, a lot of places down there, and a lot of your deer cultured areas, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's gonna let you hunt snipe until after deer season, which I I totally understand. You know, I rut so late anyway. Yeah. But it's a cool opportunity. I definitely would recommend, like, you know, for listeners to go out and and try to find some and, like, learn a little bit more about them. Because, like, once you find them, then you start seeing them everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, when I drive drive through eastern Arkansas in December, Mm -hmm. dude, they're Uh freaking stacked. After that, all I did was think about snipe for two weeks, man. (laughs) Like, I was reading articles about hunting snipe. (laughs) Let me tell you, there's not very many. No. Uh, There's not very many. I'm, I'm really, you know, 
they bruised my first upland dog. We've all kind of gotten into upland dogs. I, mm-hmm. Don't you feel like that trend is kind of it, it becoming more popular? Yeah, yeah. I, d- I do. Uh, it, I definitely it, feel like it. It feels is. like it. But uh, I'm determined this year to get hard after some public woodcock. Yeah, uh, Jacob really you know, fascinated me uh, there, about that. But there, I've talked yeah. about the Quail Forever guy mm-hmm. or whatever. He said that – they. He went on some fantastic hunts on public land around yeah, here. The, well, especially like South Alabama, like closer to like where you guys are at in South. Yeah. Like yeah. where we're at here, like I went a couple times and peppered down on pigs one time, which was not fun. Um, <laughs> so, Ooh. yeah, not, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, she chased them. I, I, I say it's pigs just because the area we were in, there was a ton of pigs. So I don't think it was deer she ran. But um, it Woodcock is super, super fun because it is very much an upland hunt. You're flushing them. Like, you're in thick cover. It's like you're walking it. They hold super tight. It's great for a dog because they hold super tight. You can walk. You can kick them up and get a cool shot opportunity. And they're a really cool bird. But it's very different from that snipe hunt. Like very oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but, they, I mean they're, but they're so much larger than a snipe. When I say larger, they're probably one and a half times the size. A big female would be twice the size yeah. of, a, of a snipe. Um, it's it's surprising when they get up. Like yeah, man, man, yeah. man, Boone hunted uh, a WMA not far from you, and uh, we walked like I'll four get that and a half point when we get off air. Dude, we walked four and a half miles and didn't find anything, and we got like Never fifty mind. yards to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're upland hunting, get ready to walk like a lot, of- dude. Oh yeah, dude. We didn't we didn't find a single oh. woodcock till we got like fifty yards from the truck. And when it got up. Like it was just so shocking because it's like it. They're not a big bird, dude. But when you've been walking all day, especially down here in Alabama, especially after like snipe hunting and yeah. stuff, a woodcock gets up. You're like, dude, that's a freaking huge bird. Yeah, especially because they yeah. get up right yeah, in your face. Dude. I mean, they, like, their wingspans well, like that. I, I just want to do it because it's uh, for roof because it's a good wild upland opportunity yeah. in the South, which has been slowly disappearing. But it seems to where wild quail are making a comeback. Um, because yeah, and hey, I'll say too. By the way, it's worth a trip going up north because like the best uh, woodcock hunt we've had in Alabama, we had like what six flushes in one day. No, no, we I think we killed six. The well, okay, guy okay, told me about a day where they killed like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So that's possible for sure. But like for instance, here in Alabama, it was nine flushes. So we had nine flushes, killed six. That's the best day we've had in Alabama in two years of doing this. We went to Wisconsin. And, like, we, like, first of all, I limited on Woodcock in, like, 30 minutes. But, like, we quit. We stopped counting Woodcock. We were like, yeah. oh, it's another Woodcock. Like, you just keep going. That boom, video boom. that one guy y'all did with, I think you're all hunting, was it Rough Grouse we're all hunting? Yeah, we were hunting grouse. He was talking about Woodcock like they were trash birds. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like he was getting mad at y'all for shooting them. <laughs> no, he's like, another woodcock. Yeah. And, 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 and then Jacob, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> we're walking through that cover. He's like, oh, we're just getting into too many woodcock here. We need to move. I'm like, no, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. like, I love this. Yeah. You know, but he was wanting to get after but the when grouse. But when you hunt a, ro- a rough grouse, and that, I mean, a rough grouse, dude, is so. It is so, a chicken. Dude, okay. People it is, get mad. It's, it's wingspan. People get mad at the whole this chicken thing. This, this big dude. I mean, it is. Why it, do they get mad? Because it's a chicken. I don't know. It's not a chicken. But it's Andrew not. It's not a chicken. But you know how people will get offended. What's you that call, thing? Like a, Have y'all seen that video on TikTok? What's that thing that's got like the yellow balls around its throat, uh, like the waddles or whatever? And it makes that weird bouncing noise. It's, that's it's a, a grouse. It's a sage grouse. It's a prairie chicken. Prairie chicken. No, okay. yeah, prairie chicken is yellow. The sage grouse. You're not supposed to call black. it chicken though, right? No, it's called prairie chicken. Like that's like the species. No, but like, can you hunt those? Things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to kill one of those. So like South Dakota, we went South Dakota. Yeah. It's called booming, and yeah, it's like they're mating. Dude, so they, it's like they, they do their own like uh, uh, drumming, but it's booming. They're and they're like, Dude. so like, so a video coming out. So our buddy, uh, 
Easy, easy, bro. Sorry. So, so hey, our, our buddy Nick Adair from the Good Night Yourself podcast is actually putting out a documentary style film that he made about the booming grounds in uh, Illinois because there's prairie chickens in Illinois. They used to have prairie chickens all the way down to like I think Tennessee, yeah, maybe in, North Alabama. Yeah, in Tennessee. And uh, and then because of because it used to be all prairie land and now it's all timber and they can't live in timber, so they're not here anymore. But he went up there, and there's a small section. It's like 5,000 acres in southern Illinois that they're still present. You can't hunt them, but you can go, and they study them and all that kind of stuff. And he went to the breeding ground, the brooming ground, where they come, and all the males come to display, and it's like a strutter. Yeah. I mean, they throw their tail fan up, and they go boom, 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 and they, like, do that. And they dude, boom. it's the it's, weirdest it's thing. It's cool, dude. But, like, you know, people, like, we went to South Dakota and hunted. I missed, like, seven because I couldn't hit that. For, it was the first time I went upland hunting and freaking missed a bunch of them. But uh, they're cool freaking – they're cool birds, man. Really yeah, cool we were, And the mounts look awesome. We were up there in Wisconsin, and you know how, like, like someone will say the term thunder chicken about turkeys, and people will be like, dude, don't call it turkey. Unless you're in the Midwest, and a lot chicken. of Midwestern people say well, that. Well, no, when we were in Wisconsin, we were Georgia up there with a local guy, and he was like – I said something about, like, oh, these are like forest chickens. Because they're like a dang forest chicken, man. And he's like, don't call him that. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. But, dude, I imagine like everybody if, used to call them thunder chickens around here. It's now, a bone collector thing. And yeah. Now, if you do it, you'll get slapped. <laughs> it's no longer acceptable. But, again, it's it's awesome opportunities. I mean, there's so many cool, like, oh, open dude. opportunities. Like, last year, you're talking about walking. When we were in Montana, we averaged 12 miles a day. I think the most we did was, like, God. 16 or something a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we were in Iowa, pheasant hunting, me and my uncle – we would upland hunt in the mornings and then we deer hunt in the afternoons and we averaged like six to eight miles a day just walking but it wasn't bad because it's cold as crap but you're going through cattail loos and killing pheasants and bob white quail and stuff it's an awesome time yeah but uh but yeah that's the one thing about upland hunting you're like you're not caring a lot like you got your vest on you and stuff and you get to have a good vest that carries all your you know your shells and stuff but like i gotta get one of those final rise vest they're sick andrew's gotta get one too yeah i I need one i got that filson one which is awesome for like a little quail hunt but it's good for rabbits because you can't tear it up. Yeah, it's I, so I wear it for rabbit hunting. Well, yeah. it's like, but like, if I had to carry water bottles and carry all that stuff, you know, I'm carrying stuff where I mean, I'm 100 yards from the mule. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that final rise, that thing was awesome. Yeah, man. Well, well, guys, we kept y'all for quite a while here. I know y'all got to drive to get back, but uh, uh, I don't know if y'all got any like concluding thoughts or whatever you want to leave us with. Um, but we appreciate you guys coming up here for this show. This has been a good way to close out turkey season. It's been a good season for everybody, I think. Yeah. Ate some snipe today. Had some fellowship. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Hey, I, I got something. Josh, you want to hit a, cerem- uh, a ceremonial uh, vape hit for us to close us <laughs> out? Kiss my ass. I was, try- I was trying to figure out how to, how to wedge it in there. I couldn't. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna do a podcast about Kyle. <laughs> I got, I got the, some the Kyle sides experience. I got, I got some stories. It's called the sanctification process. I'm gonna have to go and write them. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and write them down. <laughs> Dang them. Awesome, awesome. Well, appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, go leave us a review. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. Maybe we need to do some more like this. And uh, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get some cool new videos out there for you guys as well. And uh, we'll catch y'all back here on the next episode of the Southern Outdoors Podcast.
Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no-brainer. You gotta be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.